in conversation with Michael, Judy, and Jono. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and as a follow-up to episode 350, I went downstairs once more to Lupa, one of the restaurants that we have at the Design Quarter here, and I chatted to Michael, Judy, and Jono. Now, the original idea was for it to be kind of like a follow-up to 350, in which we specifically went into anxiety and kind of just how it works in our daily lives and travel and stuff like that. So... In this one, same kind of vibe, we just sit around a table, we had lunch, we had a couple of drinks, and we speak about everything from anxiety to life and everything in between. Nice conversation, and one more time, I would love to hear your feedback on this one. Hope you enjoy. Okay, um, so as per last week, we are down at Lupa, and it's myself. Mike, Judy, John has joined us. Krista is not here because her toes are leaking something from the hike. Something like that. So, just to get us going, I mean, this morning I was speaking to someone on a Zoom and she spoke about glass full, glass empty, half full, half empty. What do you think about it? That whole thing? Yes, you can look at this. It's all about perspective. Um, It can be internal or external perspective. Um, You're going very deep very quick. (laughs) (laughs) That's who I am. That's what I'm about. (laughs) Mike's been practicing. Yeah. Yes. I've been waiting I woke up up at four this morning (laughs) practicing and getting myself ready for this. I I woke up at four to go drink water (laughs) because I'm drinking a Coke right now. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think it just depends on... Everyone will have their own opinion on this. Mm. Um, And it's just how you go about looking at... What it is you're looking at, I suppose. I don't know if I answered that at all, but not really, actually. Yeah, no. No. I didn't have an answer, so that maybe that's, that's my good. answer. No, it's just interesting because <laughs> we're speaking to this particular person and talking about how how they tend to see the glass half empty mm. or half full, but I think we get stuck there because if the glass, if if you have a full glass that's being emptied, it's half empty. If you have a glass that's being full, it's half full. Or you can just say, what else can I fit in the glass? It's just a mindset thing. Yeah. I think it's also like it's quite a cliched expression. So people are very aware of, oh, I must answer that it's half full instead of half empty. Otherwise yeah, there's positive expectation. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's a very big expectation. No. But that's not a bad thing, though, to look at it in it's a positive. It's not a bad thing, unless that's not really how you feel about it. Yeah. There is also, I think we touched last week on toxic positivity. Yeah. There's also a problem. Yeah, definitely. I have to be positive. We're also messed up, but... Yeah. I think from, from my point of view, I've always liked to <laughs> think of... Um, you know, half um, glass, half full, and look at all the positives that are in a situation, whatever it may be. But mm. I, I think the last, definitely the last 18 months, um, without going into too much detail about, about that, I think my glass has been shattered instead of <laughs> half full, <laughs> half glass? empty, whatever it is. It's been, a, it's definitely been a hard perspective to keep control of of being positive and and having a positive outlook because there's just been so many hits, so many negatives, so many um, disappointments, the uncertainty, the unknown. Um, And it's very hard to have a positive perspective when there's an unknown because how do you do do that when when you don't know what's going to happen next week, next month? Mm. And we were speaking about it now in the office at Laura saying at the desk that we just went to stage four load shedding. So first of all, I'm already stressed because um, it's end of the year and there's COVID. Now I don't have electricity tonight. 
then they're going to say there's no water and it's just all the shit that keeps on coming and coming. Mm. So how did you stay positive during COVID? How did I stay positive in COVID? Um, did, you, did, you, did, you, did you personal training at home with Malefi? No, I did one. <laughs> one session. I did, I did like work on my treadmill for about and my bike for about the first month, two months of, of, of lockdown. And then uh, I, I literally spent my whole day on Zoom. And by the time I finished with Zoom, I was too knackered. And uh, yeah. when we could get alcohol with the alcohol bands, it was a glass of wine was far more appealing than getting on a treadmill or it still a is, bicycle. <laughs> It still changed. is. Nothing's changed. So yeah. Um, yeah. Did you? So, so I'm just going to quickly loop back to last week. We touched on kind of COVID anxiety for you during COVID. Was it a thing? Absolutely. It was how, do you, a, how do you deal with it? Um, medication. <laughs> <laughs> throw pills at the problem. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you've got to throw. I, I think that the anxiety was. I think if you look at my. My character trait and my strengths and my weaknesses. One of my strengths is I'm, I'm very in tune the way other people feel and not only the way I feel. So it was the load on my shoulders, I think, was that more enormous yeah. because of the fact I was mm. living my life and how I was feeling and I was living other people's lives mm. and how, how, how they were feeling as well. So, yeah. the, so the whole anxiety... Um, was just exacerbated and it was yeah. it was literally um, not it never became overwhelming because I always you know try to yeah, keep yeah, a yeah. positive outlook and there were still certainly bright lights mm. um, within that period um, obviously more darker moments within that period but but I, you know I, I definitely uh, a factor from a from an anxiety point of view and yeah. from a concern point of view a constant worry point of view you know that dreaded sick feeling in your stomach that yeah. um, doesn't go away. Yeah. Did we, did we touch, say last week, something about, I mean, have you ever, I mean, open question, had anxiety to the point where you feel you don't know what to do, you're literally like blinded and you don't know what to do? I, th- I think by my anxiety creates a little bit of like fuzziness in your in your mind mm-hmm. and it's it's very difficult to co- I find it very difficult to concentrate yes. um, when when I have anxiety mm. um, and you know and I, I find it difficult to not think straight but to um, to definitely um, express myself in a manner which I feel as though is an important way to express myself I'll probably hide as opposed to be more expressive and more wear a mask yeah. No, it goes back to wearing a mask, absolutely, because yeah. you put a mask, especially if you're an empath, the stress of other people, because you yeah. don't feel you want to talk to them about theirs because you already see their stress, so you, and, 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 and it just, yeah. it just spirals up. Yeah. It's sense. hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. It definitely is, but I think, I mean, you'd ask John, how do you deal with, or how did you deal with it? And John mentioned prior to that, he was on a lot of Zoom calls, and that was obviously with the directors, with the entire team. Um, maybe external parties but you were speaking to people and I mean a lot of what we spoke about last week is talking to people Mm -hmm. and if you want to compare like the stress and anxieties of the world I mean look at this glass for example how your beer glass yes I think beers again (laughs) last week we had the same 
Do you yeah. use gin and tonics or are we drinking beer? So there we go. Judy's drinking gin and tonic through pasta straw. I have a pasta straw again. Right. <laughs> Doesn't it get soggy? No, I don't know. You can don't eat it after. Don't get soggy. <laughs> <laughs> so it might go. How, how heavy would you say this, this glass is? How heavy is it? Yeah. 400 grams. 400 grams? Would, yeah, yeah I would lose about 400 grams. Right, but the, take this for example, comparing it to the stress of life, this, the absolute weight of this glass is You did prepare for this talk. I'm telling you I did. <laughs> but it, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all about how long you hold on to this glass. Because if you hold on to it for a few minutes while you're taking a sip or two, you put it down, nothing happens. You hold it for an hour, your arm starts hurting. You hold it for the whole day, your arm can start Mm. Like going numb and paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. and you compare, compare this to the stress and worries of the world. If you don't put the glass down, i.e., in this case, speak about your problems sure. and may it be with your colleagues, may it be with the entire team, directors, whatever it may be, you'll never get rid of that. And it's just going to, like John had said, at the end of the day, he just felt so naked. You feel paralyzed. And John also mentioned you feel he felt. Um, you, you get to a state where you're so confused, you, you're paralyzed, your arm gets paralyzed when you hold this glass the yeah. whole day, your mind becomes paralyzed if you don't speak about yeah. what you need to speak about. Okay, so this, that, I like it. That goes back to, what did we say last week? Because you can hold that glass, you're holding your glass now. Mm. You can hold it, but you keep on drinking it. So you can keep on holding on to something as long as you're getting rid of what's inside. That's, yeah. But, and I don't know, the, the thing, I spoke to a therapist a couple of weeks ago, and if we look at the world right now, I think you and I, John, have touched on this. So if you have an imp- this glass is the amount of shit and stress and anxiety you can deal with in your life. Mm. Normally, that's what you have. So a guy pisses you off in traffic, it fills up a bit, you're stressed about work, and, and, and eventually, when it bubbles over the top, then you lose your shit. Yeah. Mental breakdown, whatever the case is. With COVID, what we don't realize is we're already halfway. COVID yeah. has filled up everyone's glasses. What you normally could cope with, you can't anymore because you're already halfway. That's where people are losing the shit in the traffic. They want to road road each other, and the guy just takes off. It's it's a mess. Mm. You have to empty the glass. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I I do enjoy emptying a glass. Many are possible. Yeah. Yeah. So random one. We're just jumping on sidetrack. What's your best cure for a hangover? Asking for a friend and for myself right now. I, I spoke to Jason. <laughs> I avoid it. Like. No what? bullshit, I've seen you. <laughs> yeah, but okay, we, yeah, okay, different story, but Just I hate drinking. having hangovers. I don't have a cure. I actually don't have a cure. Yes. I think, I, I think like sleep. Yeah. I think sugary, something sugary will, will help hangovers, and something to eat, I think, is always... And for South Africans, a rachmarker key. Yeah. That's, you know... Those that, little tablets. No, your next well, drink the I, next I day. You, I think you can down, go into a downward spiral yes. if you start having a drink when you have a hangover, because... Yeah, All it does let me is put you back problem. on the, on yeah, the same, same level. level and then you've yes. got the same problem the next day and you have mm. another drink and then before you know it, you knock yeah. on effect. Who is this thing? It's again an upside and downside. So, I mean, last night we had a great time. We went out with Jason and Leah, vet friends of ours, and it was like a pasta night. So, I had a piece of pasta and stuff. And it was only supposed to be three glasses of wine with paired with each pasta. They didn't say it's unlimited wine. So, it was never planned. So, that was amazing. That was the upside. The downside is waking up this morning and feeling like a dog ball. Mm. It's just like, ah, but you've got to balance it. Upside worth downside. That's okay. life. Is that wow. why you were only in after eight this morning? Oh, I no, I had, I had a Zoom meeting. Oh, really? Yes, I did. With um, I, I went back to bed afterwards, but I did I'm, have a Zoom meeting. <laughs> when I'm socializing, the last thing I think about is the next morning. 
Yeah. I make the most of it. I have a good time. Do I love in. spending time with my mates and buddies and mm. talking crap That's most of the time. <laughs> and literally you know, just here's, enjoying enjoying the moment. Like here's a question. With everything, with, with where we are, stress-wise, anxiety, end of the year, you're tired and everything, do you think people are holding back in general, in life, everything, and not going all in? Like you say, you go all in when it's drink time or whatever the case is. Do you think people are holding back in general? Trying new things, doing new things, starting something? You know what, I think a lot of people in life, and I don't have a program in life, but a lot of people are programmed. Mm. And they, they, they mentally program themselves to do things at a certain time and, and at a certain day and a certain date. And it's got to be all, um, how can I say, like pretty rigid. I don't live life like that. Would that, that be you know? a comfort zone for those people? I think it is a comfort zone. It's all. I think it could be an escape to a degree as well, mm-hmm. because they keep their mind busy on um, on setting themselves short to a medium term, sure. long term goals, which is important. But um, they may be more shorter term goals, daily goals, mm-hmm. or daily to dos, yeah, yeah. or whatever the case is. And they and they by doing that, they shield themselves behind a, a facade, yeah. and, a, and that facade is. And barriers them from reality mm, to a degree. 100%. Because if you let your mind go, yeah, and you you allow yourself to think, and I'm I've always like think thought myself as be a, a deep thinker as opposed to a deep doer. Mm. I I think a lot, and yeah. I you know I I never for one moment am not thinking. I've got an overactive mind. I'm not thinking about work or. Um, Family stuff or whatever the case is, mainly work. Yeah. But I don't allow my, you know, my my, my brain doesn't allow me to offline mm. and uh, and put in barriers mm. where yeah. I stop thinking about. But do you think those people who are so linear and they've got these structures and stuff, isn't that raising the potential for yourself to have more stress anxiety? Because you're creating so many points of failure. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to have my list and then this, and then I'm going to get you. I'm going to do this. this, this. If any of those things yeah. gets challenged or cracks for whatever reason. Now there's there's more potential for for, for, for things to happen in the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. How, how flexible can you be? Because you know, in life, sorry, Mike, no, uh, no. I'm, I'm hogging this conversation, but in life, it's about being flexible and it's sure. about being able to act at a time where you, it might not be the way you want to act or the way the the situation um, um, that you should act or how you should act it's you're going to act and if you if you in a in a barrier in a in a, in a blinkered environment and mm. a blinkered mind it's very difficult to act um you know outside of that um that realm yeah definitely and i was going to say that's a recipe for for failure in a sense having that outlook and structure because if you get midway through everything's been smooth sailing and you hit an obstacle and a hurdle yeah. and things start going south that's going to have a knock-on effect with every other line item below that point yeah. mm. or if um, you miss a deadline if you miss a deadline mm. whatever it may be yeah so yeah, yeah I can't agree with you more John it's uh, I just you did a thing last week Mike where you said a straight line people think a straight line is the fastest from point A to B yeah right yeah. so you, you did this thing with, with like a yeah it was a graph a 90 degree so it's a 90 degree graph, yeah. and then from the top to the bottom diagonal, 45 degree, there's a line coming straight down. Exactly, yeah. People think that's the fastest way, yeah. but it's not. It's not, no. Yeah, They've scientifically done this, yeah. where 
it's a curve, it's like a C curve underneath that straight line. Yeah, C, a, a sharp C curve and one that's not that sharp. Yeah. Yeah. And the sharper C curve is the one who gets to the finish line first. Yeah. So it's just a scientific thing to prove yeah. that the, the fastest route's not always the straight lines. But have, let me ask a question, you know, has the last 18 months made us, allowed us or made us or programmed us to be more patient as opposed, because nothing has been rushed. We haven't been able to rush anything. So has it allowed us to be more patient and accept that we can't do everything today or we can't do everything tomorrow? Um, and allowing, by doing that, allowing your your stress to come down because mm. you know the world the world was changing day by day, week by week, month by month. So you you had to have a, like a sort of a level of patience when it comes to your yeah. outlook and, and, and your your um, tasks yeah. or whatever you needed to yeah. to come up with. I'm 100% not a person that, that, I mean, I know where I want to get to and somehow I'll get there. How I get there, I don't, I, I don't, like if I go on holiday, I can get in my car right now and drive and I'll figure it out on the way. Phone, hotel, get, da, da, da. Yeah. People don't, I think people who are rigid in their way of thinking and who like that structure, I think it must have broken them. Mm. That, the whole time of okay, I've got this now. When is this? And this, it must be so difficult for those people sitting at home, not being able to execute and have their timelines and have their their daily routines. I saw. A, or did I read this? Can't remember. But the amount of decisions. So now, some people, I think. Let me just talk through this. The people who like to have, like you say, is very linear. We go from this, then I'm going to do this. My coffee, one and a half sugars, and then da, 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 straight line. They have their decisions for the day. They kind of know, and they make them, they almost pre-make them. At 10 o'clock, I'm gonna write my email. At 10.30, I'm gonna make coffee. At 11, it's that kind of thing. But suddenly working from home, we had to make, and it was something in the line of 350 extra decisions per day during lockdown. Because normally I would wake up before all of this, I would shower, feed the dogs, get in my car, come here. So I'm gonna make coffee. So now, I'm okay, what time am I gonna make coffee? Should I feed the dogs now or later? Because I'm not going to work. So your decision, the amount of decisions that was forced on us, suddenly increased exponentially. Now you're putting people back in a work environment, and now what? Like, well, that, that's, that's, a that's a big paradigm shift is now huge. we're going, God forbid, we, um, we're going out of that period of, of lockdown and things are starting to open up and whatever. So it's a, there's a big paradigm shift from mm. where you were now to where you need to be, you sure. know? And it's a, it's a big psychological, um, mind, mind change. So that again, from where you were to where you need to be. Yeah. So from where you were to yeah. um, being in a, in a, basically a, um, not stand still, but a, a very slow pace yeah, yeah, yeah. pause. Um, and now you're coming out of lockdown, and I'm talking specifically for our business. Mm. Now we've got to like put our foot to the, the throttle. Is that the right word? Pedal to the metal. Pedal. <laughs> Pedal to the metal and we've got to like now start operating. Now you've come out of this lull and now you're coming suddenly into a, a fast paced environment which is sometimes, you know, that big shift is yeah. difficult to, to um, adjust to. You know, to, adjust yeah. to yeah. Do, do you think people as a whole, and this is, I mean, do you think people are equipped in today's world to deal with those kind of changes? Because let's be honest, COVID fucked up everybody, it, yeah. the whole world. But I don't think a lot of people, whether it's because of stigma around mental health, whether it's because 
I have my routine and I'm okay with it. Oh, I was looking for a change in my life anyway. Are people equipped to deal with all of this? I mean, and, and I'm talking both in our business, our industry, the world at large, South Africa, whatever. I mean, people struggle to deal with stuff. And now suddenly you had to work from home. Now you're not working from home. Now you, now you can work from home if you want to, but it's, you're still expecting me to come to office. People aren't, aren't I and look, maybe we can go to schooling. I don't think the school system, now we're going deep. <laughs> How was that segue though? That was good, eh? No, it wasn't my best. Um, but people aren't equipped to deal with all of these changes that's been forced on us. But I think it comes back to, are you adaptable or are you not? Are you, are you a strategy? Do you work according to strategy and planning? Or are you, are you more yeah. free-flowing? So if you're more free-flowing, like logically, I think you'll be able to adapt to changes much easier. Um, whereas if you're a planner and you strategize constantly, mm. it's going to be much harder getting back into that environment than what it is about it. Mm. I don't know. Hold things upside down. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at the guy, my neighbor, Bernard. He's in private private security. And his life basically stopped totally. Like during, didn't do a single thing because nobody could go anywhere. And even now still, he's he's diversified into doing various different things because the main thing is not quite what it was. Mm. I just think it's, let me ask you this. In what way did COVID and this whole thing change your mindset about what you want to do? Yes, you, Judy. <laughs> well, because we had a lot of time to think. Let's be no, honest. And we've, we've had a lot of conversations about this as mm. well. Like out of the work environment, sure. we've had some conversations. And I'm, um, I'm not leaving Don. I'm not going anywhere. But I've started studying again. I mean, this is a long-term mm. goal. I mean. Five, six years I like from that now. little. I'm, I'm not leaving John. <laughs> John has ordered another beer and a shot of tequila. <laughs> let, me, let me reassure you, you aren't going anywhere. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. But, I, but we did have a lot of time to think, and I think it raised some passions inside people that need to be explored, need to be like, why am I actually here? What am I doing? Mm. Yeah, so for me personally, there are long term goals that were raised, and that was only because I had time to think about it in our lockdowns and our COVID. Okay. Follow-up question. Now, with a post-COVID or whatever we, we, whatever we are now, are you still going to take the time to have those kind of thoughts? Are you still going to make time for yourself to go there in your head? That's what I'm scared of. Yeah. People aren't. We are perfect. Thank you. I think she's got... Have yeah. we spoken yeah, to her? She's oh, getting us up. Thank you. Oh, okay. This sort of taps back to Mike's conversation last week. Um... <coughs> And I can't com- go again, G. I've completely lost my train of thought now. I see. The so guy with the red mask came here and scared me. Oh. <laughs> did, did, okay. Judy, did something trigger in you when you saw the red mask? Was it the colour red? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying, so, so you said during COVID you had a lot of time to think and yeah, you kind yeah. of find things that. I think it's a good thing. I think people needed that. But now in a post-COVID world, whatever, whatever it is we're living in now, are you still going to take that okay, time yes, yeah. or make the time for yourself to do that? So last week Mike mentioned like habits. Are we enforcing habits? Are we enforcing like changes? Are we sticking to those changes? Um, yeah, I'm making time for that, G. Like I've, I've set my mind on okay, it. Okay, so I'm, why didn't you before? I also mentioned I have two toddlers. But I you still have two toddlers. They, they don't two, go yeah, anywhere. They're Three, themselves it? Out now. Three they your hands back soon. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> They can dress themselves, they can help themselves. Now it's a lot different. I mean, right. first, yeah. 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 Dress yeah. Themselves, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> well, last, oh week, last, week she, last week she had multiple spouses. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So if your honeymoon listens, sorry, bro. 
<laughs> is what it is, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I just think the way that people think about before, during, and now after. Because if, if you're going to move forward after this thing and you didn't make positive change, you've missed a huge opportunity. Yes, it was messy, it was horrible, it was depressed, blah, 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 the whole kind of thing. But there must be good out of it. There's, there's been a lot of good out of it, personally, for me. Can I, sorry, before you go, that photo you showed us, the fat photo of you, uh-huh. is that just before well, I'd COVID? I'd have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it the picture for this podcast. Was that before COVID? Um, which picture was this exactly? Dude, it looked like you ate all your guests. <laughs> you had short hair and you like proper round. Oh, wow. Um, so, sobby, sobby. Dad, yes. Sobby, sobby. Was, well, but also just after that, just yeah. as I kind of my first, I'd say, two years with Wildeye. Yeah. Two and a half years, maybe. Because you, you lost a lot of weight. Was it during COVID or before? It started just before, but yeah, during COVID, for some odd reason, I decided I want to start running. Yeah, but that, that's a positive that came out Exactly, of it. yeah. You're like a and racing snake now. Exactly. And oh. I enjoy it, yes, and that, that's one of the positives that came out of it. Mm. A negative, um, off the back end of that positive, I've developed Zerus foot. <laughs> <laughs> you know about his Zerus foot, hey? Zerus foot. Zerus foot. So it's, it's Mike, not a please explain to the people. So it's not an actual for all of you like medical people out there don't think I'm making shit up because well I am making shit up. Zero's foot isn't a thing, but it's I developed a bursa on my, my right foot. Yes. Remember that when I came yeah. to the office with crutches. Because my shoes were my running shoes were too small and it destroyed my feet. But again that was How did just, we get to Zero's foot? Didn't they give you like some weird shoes to wear? Like you would only wear in zeros or something. How do we get to that? No, no, you, cause, because I got a big broad foot. You said, oh, any like zeros, poke and zeros would have broad feet. Oh, like, like hobbits. It. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we got to zeros. Oh, there's the picture. That was, that was for some visa or something. That's for your Uganda visa. I don't know how they accepted so, that. So you used that picture for your Uganda visa. Did they let you in? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know, but they did. So I saved on the drive as Mike Uganda photo. I've never opened it every time I attach it. Please delete that. Just get rid of it. I'll just delete it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's that's one positive that came out of it. Um, But also, yeah, like a big thing that came out of it is just self-time. Because lockdown kind of forced you to either be by yourself or with your family. Yeah. And I'd spend lockdown with my mom. You went to Nigel, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I would have went absolutely mental if I stayed in my fished in in Joburg so I decided to go to my mom's place and mm. there was enough space to run around in the yard so that was great um, but yeah that, that self time and just taking time for yourself I think is the biggest thing that thank you that came out of that the lockdown period for me is that yeah. Why making, making sure that you as an individual making sure that you good and that you <coughs> you content and that things yeah. are and even though it was a hell of a stressful time I mean, there wasn't much else to do than okay. sit and think and yeah. reminisce about where you've come from and where you want to go. There's this drive. So I, I wrote a little piece now for a newsletter. So, ask me this. When you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, what do you do? Turn over and go back to sleep. I wish I could. That's you? Great, yeah. Yeah. Do you, you check your phone. I know you were online half past 2 the other day. You morning. read my message. No, but okay, my child was sick. Why were you up at half past 2 in the morning? I do many things well. Sleep's not one of them. <laughs> no, so I message Judy oh, for something. Awkward, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I, I like go and I check she's read it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing awake? Folks, if I don't get eight hours sleep, I'm not a happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> but do you sleep eight hours? Correct. If not, more. What? Jesus. I think I slept oh, last, I slept eight hours when I was like a fetus or something. Let me give you Inside uh, the womb. Inside the womb, yeah. yes, yes. Peaceful. Do you get eight hours every single night? Yes. I do. And if I start looking at my watch, I know I've got to be up at six. Yeah. 
And if I start looking at my watch and it gets to nine, you start getting I start anxiety builds. I start thinking I've actually got to get to bed now because <laughs> I maybe read a little bit before I go to sleep. Yeah. Um, but by ten o'clock, I've got to be out so I can get my full eight hours. Jeez. But speaking of sleep, do, so when you see nine o'clock and you say, okay, I have to start getting to bed now and you jump in, do you fall asleep like that or does it take... Well, you know, the phone is a little bit of a hindrance. Eh? So, you, you know, you like your last minute, you check last minute WhatsApp, you, you check last minute emails. You Instagram might have, like four times. Might, you know, we're dealing with guests in other time zones, so there might be emails you respond to, um, you think a little bit um, and... So I like to think, like, about half an hour, I'm... Switching off. Yeah. Okay. And I don't have a problem. I mean, there's times a week I was telling somebody a story the other day, and I shared, shared with you, I was in the Mara years ago, and we, um, I had that two weeks back-to-back there, and it was like, it was still when we were moving camp. Oh, God. And if days. everything could go wrong, everything went wrong. Yeah. And it was like a nightmare two weeks. And by the time I got home... Without going into much detail, I was absolutely exhausted. Um, my family were away; they were, I think, down at the coast. And I uh, caught an Uber home or a taxi home in those days. I'm not sure even who operated. That midnight flight, one o'clock in the morning. And I got into bed, and I woke up, and I thought, "Oh, cool!" Because I looked through the curtains, and it was this, like, obviously, very um, dawny light, okay, light, yeah, yeah. you know, like very. Um, just this, like the sun was coming up. Sure. And I thought, oh, perfect. I've got a few more hours to sleep. And I went back to sleep and then I woke up and it was dark. <laughs> and I looked at my clock and I watched it. It was 8 o'clock at night. You went so through I the day? Slept through the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> that is so foreign to me. That is brilliant. I slept through the whole day. I didn't, no one was there to worry me. Yes, that's it was awesome. nothing. I just slept. Yes, sir. that must have been quite disorientating. Guess what happened? You just kept going. I got up, got something to eat, went back to bed and slept through the morning. <laughs> no, I wish. That's how tired I was. Don't, don't you find that if you wake up, literally, I mean, I can't remember the last time I had more than six hours back to back. Even when you were ill, Margie, when you had COVID. No, my COVID, I had a light headache one night. No, I didn't. No. Had, worse, had worse hangovers. Right now, yes. <laughs> I feel worse now. But... Interesting thing, so Krista, who was on here last week, she said, interesting, because I mean, we spoke about the whole thing, she said it was the first time that she slept for 12 hours without any medication after she did this last week. After putting the glass down? Maybe speaking. drinks, but yeah. No, no, after speaking. Talking this? Yeah. yeah. Um, it definitely big. makes a difference. Mm. And I think it's, 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 without medication, it's, she slept for 12 hours after she spoke about stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it comes down to how you deal with whatever you need to deal with. I mean... We're speaking about sleep now, and I mean, we've all, have you not met Mariah Rademar? No, not physically, no. no. So she travels with us on a regular basis, and mm. John has heard her story, Jerry has, and she's very open about it. But she sleeps in total about three hours a night at 15 minute intervals. Say what? She sleeps. It's like rapid eye movement. Yeah. No, yeah, but Blink, she, that's one. yeah, but it's got to do with her, her legs that hurt. And restless leg syndrome. Yeah, so she's always she barely sleeps. She sleeps for fifteen minutes. Her legs cramp. She wakes up. Sleeps for fifteen minutes. No. Um, and and I mean, she's the sweetest and most positive person I know. Yeah. She's incredible. And knowing her story makes it even more so. 
So I think it just it comes down to how you you deal with it because I don't think that's easy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's a, a way around it. You just have to find that way. Do you find? I mean, so if I sit in a lot, so I normally wake up in the weekend time between well, get out of bed at about four thirty to five o'clock. In the weekend. Weekend I'll be up. There's NBA on from like two, so I just go and migrate to the couch. I'm, I'm nine ten. On weekends. Is that the first time you open your eyes? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up. Do you like, go and have a smoke, have a coffee, come back? Or No, no. Like, I don't... I'll like, get up, have a, maybe have a cup of coffee, uh, maybe have a cup of coffee, or... How do you feel about babysitting my kids for a weekend, Jono? <laughs> well, they're not going to be very well looked after, then I can promise you. <laughs> Fortunately, for those that don't know me, I've got adult and teenage and teenage kids, yeah. so they very happy to look after themselves. Very independent, so there's no problem there. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I mean, when I wake up in the morning or in the evening, something will happen. I don't know. Dogs bark, there's a car driver. Something wakes you up. The moment it switches on or my eyes open, done. Done. Head goes million miles, not from one, two, five, ten, zero to million miles an hour. Straight. I've gotten up at half past one in the morning, two o'clock, and I started typing, just like newsletter or answer emails or anything just do something but then sometimes then I try and like you you stay in bed you have a coffee you go back to bed so I'll wake up at half past two and then I'll clock watch so I'm like okay cool now I start getting anxious because fuck I've got to get up in an hour and a half clock watch oh, fuck. Ten minutes away. and now it just goes into this dark spiral and you just go down what do you have pizza yeah. I'll give you like a weird, a weird thing that I did the other day and I used to do it when I was younger I set the alarm for like like two o'clock in the morning yeah. and the alarm goes off at two o'clock in the morning and I turn the alarm off and go oh thank god I've got another four hours to sleep oh come on that's the you best do. feeling and then you do yeah. sleep no that's like and then I crash if I have mornings that's, like that then, it's I have my, the, then I have the deepest sleep yeah it's one of my highlights yes no. No. Okay. I mean, don't I think, you think you have to? I mean, this is an impossible question to to ask. But why? Why do you feel when you open your eyes and wake up that you need to start typing something, start writing something? It's, it's not, the, it's not the need. To, it's not the need to write or type. I've started writing in the last two, three months, and it it, it pretty works. It works for me. It's a nice way to kind of like put the glass down to kind of let shit out. Mm. But it's just that I'm awake. Then. So instead of instead of beating myself up, laying in bed thinking fucking sleep, fucking sleep all the time, I just get up. And it's NBA season now, so sometimes there's a game I might go up and watch. And then funny enough, then I might fall asleep on the couch. Yeah. But to lay there and you get like because now you're getting anxious. Like I'm, I've got to I've got to sleep. I've got a long day tomorrow. I've got to, I've got to sleep. I'm training at five. Whatever the case is, and it just goes doesn't work. Yeah. I, it, it's no, it just doesn't. No, I think coming like look. I would love speaking to. Of, perspective I mean John and I won't be able to relate to that because it's like myself and John are alike you, you also sleep for the first team brew proper you wake up you turn around and you just doss again it's like you grab you cuddle your pillow or whatever's next and you just grab it and it's nice and you sleep I can sleep in a car and that I cannot sleep in a car in a plane the only way I can sleep in a plane is if I drink a sleeping pill then I like drool on people and then it's ugly yeah that's not great <laughs> but yeah. no, I, yes. wish I, could, I wish I could sleep better um, but I don't think we can relate to that. It's like, why don't you just turn around, close your eyes, and sleep? But, uh, it's like in the Mara camp. People said, Did you hear the leopard? Did you hear the lion? 
Yarn, I heard it. <laughs> Meantime, I've heard nothing. I've heard no hippo, no baboons, no hyena, no leopard, nothing. Oh. And I come through from facilitators. Yes, did you guys hear John was snoring last night? <laughs> <laughs> Who snores louder, John or Johan? Yes, Johan can go, eh? I've never heard Johan. I mean, I haven't seen I know, I've shared. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, John had a. We shared a room at Sabi the once during the one seminar. Yes. Yeah, one night was hectic. I got to. I always made a plan: get to bed before Jono, so I can fall asleep. And one night I didn't. And how'd it go? I didn't sleep. It was, it was hectic. Was that the swimming night? Yes, that was no. the swimming night. Wonder why? Isn't <laughs> <laughs> there's a different podcast? Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's that's that'll be a good competition. Mm, yeah. Who was it with the Morris Lash? It was. I've actually stopped snoring. I hope you know that. Oh really? Oh, but how? Are you dosing on your side? Did you like? Why? How? Why did I stop soaring? No, not why, how? I think I was psychologically... Uh, <laughs> I'm not starting to talk shit. So what, you, um, just, you, you just have such a strong I mind. I psychologically programmed myself. My inner mind to stop soaring. No, it's, big, yeah, it's a thing. Mm. I think when I'm definitely like... When I'm overtired, I can go. When I've had a... A little bit of a party, I can go. Um, and I think wait, like, wait also, well, anything. I mean, I mean oh. that night that I kept Mike awake, I think we drank everything scabs. Yes, yeah, we, we, we set out to drink all the drinks that we Brandy, we drank all the Turkish raka. Raka, yeah. That's right, Ingham was there. Yes. Mm. She's like, do you find. That stuff's good, eh? So, so you never. Don't you guys ever have the issue where, like, I mean, apparently you guys sleep, like, again, for the ace, for the spring box, that you wake up, come to the office, and you're tired because you didn't get enough sleep? <laughs> you, you, I, mean, I, I don't know if that's like not enough sleep or not enough good worry, sleep. Yeah, maybe like sleep, but restless sleep. Um, mm. And a bit of like, I think a bit of like anxiety and, um, involved in there. So. In the evening, while yeah. you're sleeping, yeah. Um, so that obviously makes you more tired as well. It, yeah. um, it's just the, the whole health and wellness you. thing. Sleeping is a big deal. Yeah. And, and I get that. I mean, from, from physical, from mental, and everything. I just, I just don't know how. So I was going to say, like, a big anxiety factor for women is when you become a first time mom having a new infant and like that's that sleep pattern being broken constantly and it carries on for years i mean it doesn't stop for but it's, a while. it's both the psychological baby blues and yes. combined with the sleep. that and combined with the lack mm. of sleep and am i actually going to keep this thing alive for the next however many years i need to like that's a big thing yeah. and that um i saw that in Brit the other day when she walked into the office i mean they've got a yeah. little one and uh, she just said no you had a bad night but you can immediately see when someone's had a broken night it's, Okay. It's a big thing. But can you? Can everybody? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. No, no, no. I, I, I hear you. I think the people yeah. around this table and most people in the office can. But most I think can. a lot of people are so shut off from the energy and, and, and input from other people. That's where the empathy thing comes into play. Mm. That and, and that's, I think, where a lot of conflict happens. Because yeah. I'm going to just keep going. I, I don't recognize that, oh, yeah, Judy's a fucking mess today. <laughs> Give her <laughs> space. <laughs> and and th- that's where shit happens. And then... That escalates to a bad day. You get at home, you have too much wine because now I'm just angry at life. I don't sleep and then it keeps on going. Yeah. Tough one. We should have a sleep safari. 
You're sleeping so far. Yeah, come on. Come and sleep on How do you host that? Oh. You don't. <laughs> mm -mm. No. It's like one question you can't answer yes to. What about a positive spin on 2022? You know, what's your, what are your, Mike, what are your goals? I know you've like come out of a really hectic couple of months and eight, eight weeks of eight weeks guiding straight. back yeah. to back. I mean, you must have been absolutely shattered after that. Mm. Um, 2022, what is, you know, what are your, what's your outlook? Um, yes, John, it's, that eight weeks was insane. It was really tough. It was amazing, but uh, in what way tough? Mentally, emotionally, I mean you're away, I mean you have small gaps in the day to connect with loved ones or friends. And the rest of the time you're on, you're working. Maybe the guests on that safari or when you're in connectivity range and you, mm. you're chatting to Judy about a future trip and the logistics for that, has this been secured and whatever it may be. So there's, there's a lot that happens, so you just get drained. Mm. Everything within you is drained. Yeah. Um, but during that process, again, it was like you can compare it to lockdown. I mean, you find yourself in dire straits or, or things are, are difficult and you know, call it a dark space, but just a, a challenging environment. You, can, can, do you go into like a holding pattern? When you do it up? For me, when I go on long safaris, you create a little bubble around yourself and this is my safe space. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. You have to, have to, have to do that. But I learned during those, like with lockdown, a challenging environment, those eight weeks, which in a sense was lockdown for my personal life because I was working. Um, Sorry, I'm joking, I'm joking. That's actually a good question. Uh, doing what we do. I, yeah. Get back it, to that. It, um, it was challenging and I learned so much about myself personally and how I'd, I should be approaching things and dealing with things. I matured a lot in, in that period. What inspired you to keep going? Good question. The guest, huh? You know, we live for... Are you guys oh, it's been Wonderful, thank you. I mean, what stands out at Wild Eyes... What about the guests? I mean... Expectations, joy, happiness. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that they get the best safari experience they could possibly get. So you have pride in... In, in what I do, yeah. yeah. I'm very... I'm, I love what I do. I love the company I work for. Can I challenge you on that for a second? When mm. you last week we also spoke about the anxiety of travel. So with those expectations mm. comes a certain amount of anxiety and that's where the bubble becomes important. Yes. For you to keep the bubble here expectations and anxiety needs to come up until the point but it can't let you come in yes definitely. i'm with you 100 yeah definitely yeah so just providing the best possible service for people um is, is what gets you going and what's the recognition from providing that you know what do you thrive on obviously you thrive on guests smiling guests taking great photographs guests getting great images what is the recognition that you mm. that you thrive on after that I mean, I think what guests I've, sharing their images that you've helped them create? Oh, definitely, yeah. And I mean, they, some guests tag, tag you in images that you helped them process or whatever it may be. But I think my biggest thing is, and it's, it's got nothing to do with, yes, I want to secure another sale, but knowing that they either send a positive response back to me personally, whatever it may be, but just the, the words coming from them, that was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Yeah. You know, that, that in the to feedback, me, yeah. In the feedback, or if it's a personal message, or whatever it is, that to me, then I know, okay, Flip, I did my job really well. Um, but that invigorates you, and sorry. No, 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 no. But that, that must invigorate you and want and give you momentum and energy oh, to keep going. It's definitely a snowball mm. effect. I mean, yeah. if, it, if it starts happening, keep, keep it going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, Flip, I always go. Regardless as to how knackered I am, 
I'll give the most I can at any given yeah. point to make sure that things are are happening, make people laugh. Make, yeah. And it's, to me, it's not all about the, the wildlife moments and the photographs, but it's just the the general experience of like, the great safari experience as a whole, mm. but also like hosting dinners and, and chatting to guests, telling them stories, making them laugh. I mean, laughter is soul food. Yeah. If you're going to be a, a sauerkraut and just focus on on the photographic side of things and the technical stuff, mm. yes, they're going to enjoy the experience because they'd learn a lot, but mm. there's a lot more to it. Mm. And it's, 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 it's a personal relationship. And that's what I was chatting to someone yesterday about, like they'd asked me the question, and this is a, a future guest of ours, but they'd asked, do you, do you miss the, the lodge-based guide? What do you prefer, lodge-based guiding or wildlife? Ooh. And go for it, G. I thought you were ordering another drink. Th- there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wildlife. And the, the next question was, why? And to, to me, it's like I, being up in the bush for six weeks, seeing crazy things every day is amazing. You meet people from all around the world. But there's no... I think what lacks in those environments, there's no personal relationship with people. Yeah. It's in and out. Yeah. yeah. Whereas what we do here is you, you meet your guests, you're chatting to them long before they get there, set up FaceTime, Zoom, whatever, connect with them. But then on the safari, it's like you arrive a guest, but you, you kind of, you leave a guest, but you're more of a friend now. Yeah. Because you've had these, yeah. these close, intimate intimate sound the right word but close and personal well, <laughs> relationships yeah, I was about to ask as well, that's definitely not the right word but personal relationships and, and things yeah. build around a campfire or around yeah. the dinner table yeah. and then you all just share laughs and stories and oh. embarrassing moments yeah. I mean, I've had flipping tons of embarrassing moments tell us your top one uh, We'll get that's we'll get back to that. Mike, what do you what do you think right. like on a guest experience um, going with a photographic guide? And if you would equate a percentage to the teaching element versus the hosting element, mm-hmm. like you've spoken about entertaining your guests and yes. giving them not not stories and bullshit or whatever, yeah, but, yeah. but as again against the teaching element with their camera or Lightroom or whatever it may be. What do you, what do you, you know, I've got a certain opinion on it. What do you think that ratio is between the one and the other? No, Jonah, I, the way I approach it is, I, to me, those are two separate categories. Okay. Entirely. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you're on safari and when you're on safari, that's, this is where the business must happen. You need to, yeah. if, if guests have questions about their cameras or a sighting or composition or whatever it may be, or you're in a, a heated sighting and things are happening, yes, your professional side where should come out and you give your guidance and your teaching and mm. your knowledge and your skills yeah. across to them yeah. in a professional yeah. and not in a, a, a joking around kind of way, yeah. be serious about yeah. it. If moments are quiet on safari, I mean, and that's, we chatted about this last time, you drive around, you're not seeing anything, and you start getting anxious, you're like, flip. And it's only day one of a 12-day experience, but you think, shit, these guests are going to be so disappointed because Mm -hmm. nothing's happening. And that's where the second division steps in, of being a good host on the safari vehicle or in the safari vehicle. So to me, I approach it with two, it's two separate divisions. Mm. Okay. So even when in camp, like in the Mara camp, if guests have questions, I'm, I'm always in the media tent or around the media tent. When I'm there, I tell them, guys, if you have questions, call me. Mm. But if they don't have questions and there's banter and chats around the the table, you get involved and yeah. you just banter with them mm. and you just yeah. chat. Is, and do you think it's fair to say, I mean, a relationship, uh, a marriage, whatever, it's not a 50-50 thing makes a 100. 
Mm. Like, it's a hundred from you, hundred from me, and that makes it work. Exactly. I think it's something like that. It's, we have hundred percent of both, but you need to decide which one to dial up at any given time. Yes. But it, I, I don't think you can split them up. It is. I, 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 I don't know. I think, I think that, like, in a marriage, for example, I mean, you've got, if you had, like, a hundred percent of the time was serious and, and talking <laughs> technical stuff and talking, um, Serious stuff, it would be a disaster. So, you know, I, I've, I've always thought that, and, it's, and I'm taking myself back, if, uh, put myself in a position where I was a guest. I would hate it for a guy to just be drilling into me technical, technical stuff all the time and have a dour personality. I want to talk shit to the guy, you know, and I want to like have chat to the guy about his life and his personal experiences and his personal stuff. So, I, I was thinking about that the other day, and I'd like definitely put a, I would equate a, I think it's 80% hosting skills yeah. versus 20% technical skills. Yeah. The technical stuff is vitally important, particularly for those people that want to get this one. And it does depend on the guests, so I'm generalizing. Um, but I, th- I think hosting skills and personality and ability to communicate with people at their various levels, and that's the, when I say various levels, you know, you've got to read people's personalities. Some people want to hear this, and other thing. people want to hear that. You know, exactly. you that's can't a key talk thing about. That you mentioned there. Yeah, depends on the guest, and I think that's what will differentiate between a good guide and a great guide. Yeah, it's because if you if you can't pick up on yeah. what the guests want, yeah, you're gonna you're probably gonna fail. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah. They're going to leave happy, but probably not the happiest they could have been. Yeah. Because if you have a great guy that can judge it's, and read. It's about and adaptability. Up, yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. And adapt to who you're dealing with. And the, the tricky thing, and gee, you can agree to, or you know what, I, what I'm going to make, or agree to what I say here is when you have a group of, say, 12 people in the market, and four of them are just one technical stuff, and the rest of the group want just to have a jaw, or maybe a smaller group of six people, and they're all on the same vehicle. That's where things get really difficult, and that's where the emotional and mental drain for us happens. Huge is because you have to now not only yeah adapt to one person, but you have to adapt to multiple personalities mm. within. Yeah, and that's where things get really, and, really. And difficult. that goes back to what John said in the beginning, where he picks up people's things. Now you're sitting on a vehicle and you're picking up six people's energy, mm. and I'm anxious for every one of them because. Is Judy okay? Okay, she's taking a picture, so she's good. Jono's looking at his camera. Let me help him, but I haven't spoken to Mike for a while. Yeah. And this starts happening. <laughs> That's great. And I think it takes a certain... And that again, I mean, if, if we look at the Wild Eye Guides, the X factor that the guys have is the ability to multitask. Yeah. We're not women, Judy, but we can multitask. <laughs> Emotionally <laughs> on a vehicle. It's a big deal. <laughs> no, it's a big deal. And I think that balance, it's a fine line, that art of balancing between serious, funny, and, and everything in between. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's nothing worse yeah. than trying to be funny and like you just get like blank stares yeah that's cold it's like like a lead balloon it's cold and it's maybe I shouldn't have said that Um, (laughs) should we go look for leopards but I don't really care Um, I'm going to say it again probably in my lifetime again and (laughs) I'll get the same impact so I don't I've never been one that really <laughs> could concern yeah. what people think of me. So. It's, yeah. a, it's the same in the teaching environments. I mean, I've got a friend, and you've met Candace and Scott mm. and all of our Yeah, you have as well, Mike. And I think it's very much similar. You get students that don't grasp the concept first time around, and then you get students that are just flying high above the yeah. rest of it. I mean, and that probably goes into an office environment as well. You've got such a fine line balancing between the bottom level and the top yeah. level. 
That's good. You're, you're a gregarious, you've got a gregarious personality and you like having a fun. I mean, you work in an environment which is pretty like rigid and cold because you're just giving facts and spurting out facts all the time and logistics and there's very little, I'm sure you do have the, the guests that you can communicate with and it becomes, you can, you know, you can um, uh, put your personality out there and they put their personalities back. But a lot of it is cold, cold face. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cold. The facade of a computer screen and mm. yeah, no, it's it's actually very challenging. I mean, because like that, you behind a computer screen, you don't connect with them physically or face to face. But given that, I think we had this conversation last week. We touched on it, where it's also very rewarding drawing people out of that cold yeah. environment into yeah. our let's call it wildlife yeah. bubble and getting them to interact with the office team and then yeah. from there introducing them into the safari it's, yeah. it's almost as if we soften them up before yeah. they get onto a safari sure. yeah. so, because there's been instances where like you're based on communication with or um, email communication yeah. you'll say you're in for a tough time with that person because yeah. they're not going to be pleasant because it's you know it's, I've it a couple of times and I've, you know, I've come back and thought What's Judy talking about? They're great. Yeah. <laughs> the guests out in the field is great. And Judy's I mean, got Judy, just anger. Judy, like, will be, Judy will be come back and say, so how was so and so and so and so? They were great. They Best were fun to be with. And she'll like, so it obviously goes against the, the perception that you'll have based on the on the email correspondence, which is cold and factual. And it was, I think the, the interesting thing is you, as Judy, you get them the people when they're in the process of worrying about the, the work site, Jono, not Iniki? Um, I think so. Don't Two more, please. Add a gin. Thank you. Okay. They haven't started with the chinchillas this week. What's those things? Chinchillas. Lemoncillos. Lemoncillos. Yeah, last week they just brought them for free. They just kept coming. Oh, is it? Um, you, you, you deal with the clients. So after we've made contact, so we're out there doing all the romantic stuff online. You get them. Now you're going to talk about flights and all the shitty stuff. So you get into that mindset, we then again see them in the field. So, and, and I mean, honestly, you've given me anxiety sometimes. Yes, because you'll come to us before a trip and you'll say, okay, cool, here's your list. And we've got a list. So Judy gives us a list before every trip. This one's flying in on this day, da, 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 da. Halfway through, I'm thinking, holy shit, I've got to go manage this shit. I mean, but, but then there's not, and at that point, I'm so worried about myself in the field. I'm going to go, that all the stuff that went ahead of it mm. is a whole different story yeah. but it's it's a whole pro it's it's yeah. i want to say it's a almost a sausage factory but it's not it's it's a production line it's a production. and the end product is not when the people arrive on the safari it's when they go home it's when yeah. they're that's the end home, product yeah. yeah so all of our anxiety adds up to that so you guys listening should be grateful because not many companies can say that yeah. 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 I, th I think while we're on this topic i think kudos to judy and all the admin team I, mean, I don't think they get enough yeah. praise for what they do. Um, no, I mean, no, you, you speak yeah. about the anxiety just looking at the list. Fuck. But building up, and that's the important stuff, is the logistics. If the logistics is not there, the guests won't get there. Mike, I mean, pre to your time, we got a, a almost like a handwritten list. These are your guests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good old right. Thanks. Where do I meet them? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's on East France or Qatar. I don't know. Just wait there. He'll be there. Yeah. He's <laughs> like. No. Was right. no, so Go on to Facebook so if you want to know what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what passport? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, so it's five days. Eh? Yeah, I think a lot of our stress and anxiety and worries. Are yeah. 
reduced heavily due to you. Yeah. Know, so. Okay, I'm going to quickly loop back to what John asked earlier on. 2022, go. Yeah, so yes. John, you took us down a rabbit hole. It was beautiful. That was a, and it was amazing. But the scenic one. <laughs> yeah. And this might go to another one. I'm go. diverting into my like secondary, my, my escape route. Yes. <laughs> 22 is an escape route. Um, and not out of Waldo, John. I just said. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Take a, <laughs> take a sip of beer. <laughs> um, but I my think anxiety levels. <laughs> and yeah, my glass is not half full; it's empty. <laughs> John is tapping his foot. His glass is empty. empty. It's like oh, um, your heart rate. But I think it's gonna double back to what I'd mentioned about 2021 this year. And John had also mentioned that this year's been manic for me, especially the second <laughs> second half of it. And going into it, like Jerry asked me was it two weeks ago mm-hmm. like when you start dropping and quieting down and I don't it's it's full on for me until I think 7th March, of January April May You're taking only in April. June June so I've got I've got a, a safari coming up now John and I go into the Mara on the back end of that Mala Mala mm-hmm. private in the Sabi Sands into 2022 so over the festive season and then five days after that I go to Iceland Four days after that, I go to Sabi Sand, so it's, I'm not stopping. Um, and I think it's a snowball effect that keeps me going. And it's a snowball effect of everything. It's just me keeping busy, I thrive off that, and I just like being Can out I play there. devil's advocate? Go for it. Snowball effect normally ends with something bad. Because snowball effect, it crashes into something. Reframe what you just said, Help make me. it positive. I'm a snowball? <laughs> no, you're a snowflake. <laughs> a snowflake. <laughs> The snowflake. Yeah. Um, no, but it's just, it's... Uh, you know what I mean? Because, quite honestly, and, and again, we spoke about this. People listening to this, whether it's guests who want to join you or young guides who want to work for Wild Eye and they're working yeah, yeah. at fucking Mabula or whatever they do, they're listening to you. And it's like, listen to this guy. He's talking about Iceland and Mara and, oh, he's a snowball and a snowflake and whatever. <laughs> so, so, I mean, looking forward to 2022 from a change point of view, from a growth point of view, reframe what you just said. What comes out of that? Yes, you're throwing me in such a corner. I'll answer, I'll answer that for you. Answer, go. Four years back, how many international expeditions had you done? Out of South Africa or off the African Completely continent? off the African continent. No, none. Exactly. No. Next year, how many are you doing? Uh, as it stands, two. Yeah, exactly. Being Iceland and Brazil. And Brazil yeah. That's a massive achievement, I think, for a Yeah, it's right? huge growth. Yeah. yeah, definitely is. And, but yeah, I think what's going to get me through 2022 is just... Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grow some wings. Yeah. Yeah, THC. <laughs> Ooh, well, yeah, yeah. That's how you sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no know, that's, that's an upper. <laughs> <laughs> but, Thank you very much. And a downer. But yeah, I think the Donna, to answer that question in... in the shortest way possible is just it's going to echo what I'd mentioned earlier is that I just want to give give the best for our guests I mean yeah. we've I've saying that we've converted a guest is probably not the right phrase but I mean take Beata for example she came in joined us on safari she was using her iPhone for videos for um, uh, for, for pictures and she was a non-photographic guest but she had left Kenya Morag, for example. And Morag, yeah. They were blown away by the experience, the service, and just everything about who we are and what we provided for them, the service we provide. Our essence. Our essence, that's it. And and that's, I think, what drives me through is knowing that guests who traveled with me this year 
I now booked four more safaris with me for 2022. It's because you're amazing. You know, and thank you, G. Yeah. I wanted to say it myself, but that's not cool. No, you can't. On this, on this you can. It's open for it. Judy, how, how, much, yeah, to, how much to do do you think it's culture? Culture and organization. How important is that? Culture within an organization? Yeah. Oh, very important. Well, to me, at least. Do you think culture defines how the people within that organization operate and how they think and mm, how yeah, they, I think so, but I think more they express themselves? Culture is important, but then consistency as well. Like you can't have a culture one day that you live by, the next day it's down. It's going from black to white to gray to silver. Like, that comes back to buying into the culture because yeah. if you buy into a culture, it is what it is. It shouldn't be... Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be changing, no. Yeah. It should be but, natural yeah. and ever-flowing, yeah. yeah. But I think I think the culture that we've instilled over the years has created what we have. And Mike talking about Diate was just overwhelmed with the, the friendliness, the warmness, the genuine mm. hospitality. Yes, we're talking about our, our Mara camp, which has got its own different culture, but in a way we've created that culture. Mm. And... and We've created that pride in what mm-hmm. we do, and we've created that pride in whether it be guest feedback yeah. or outcomes of uh, or performance from a financial point of view. All those good things are, you know, I think celebrating success mm-hmm. is an important part of of our culture. We probably don't do it enough, but I, I think it's out of any organisation's culture, it's an it's an important part. Is celebrating the, in that success in that success and reiterating and reinforcing that culture all the time on how we behave, not necessarily how the people that are, that are um, um, living that culture behave. It's, it's ultimately how we behave is, is the cornerstone of how that culture is created. Yeah. No, I think it's important and it, it flows over, not only in, within our office, but into our guests into our suppliers as well. I mean, our suppliers, we don't choose riffraff, we use riffraff suppliers. Sure. I mean, yeah. we're using decent suppliers that are that are fixed or fitting to our culture that, we, yeah. that we've that we designed or that we've mm. created. Yeah. yeah. But that's Very for important. like a culture of service excellence. Yeah, yeah. yeah Is there a been... cost to culture? No. Open question. There can be a cost to culture because some, you know, some people might be not totally if it's in forced, line. There's a, if, there's, if it's forced, there's a cost to that individual. Let's say you don't buy into the culture that we've got here, but you are acting as if you're at that, and it's going to take a cost on you. But if you buy, if you are the culture, if it's real, then there shouldn't be a cost. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I think I think overall culture can be determined how you behave. And listen, my culture is going to be different to Jerry's culture, Andrew's culture. Um, previous people that have worked for us culture. Sure. It's a different culture, but ultimately the core of that culture the remains. You know, on the peripheral side of that culture, I'm going to be very different. But the core, we are all achievers. We all want to achieve something. Mm-hmm. We all have a respect for the people that we that that work for us and, and help us, not work for us, but our colleagues. Um, and 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 we, we have a culture of service excellence and and there's nothing that burns our backsides more when we might not get the positive feedback very occasionally that we we were hoping for or 
somebody jumps ship and we see them travelling with another competitor. That mm-hmm. I mean, if nothing burns my ass more, it's, it's but that's pride it's in your culture that. because now so well, it is pride. I mean, I think pride is a cornerstone of what a great culture should be. It's pride in what you do, pride in what you achieve, pride in your outcomes, and pride in the overall product that you that you that you give to the ultimately the client. Yeah. It's all about pride. And that's why the Kenyan culture is so great because sure, the cornerstone of their and the Maasai pri- um, culture is, mm. you know, is all about pride and what they what they do. Hence why their culture is still around and their yeah. ways of doing things. Yeah. Or the Maasai. Yeah. No, I mean, they're, the smallest, they're the smallest tribe in East Africa. Yeah, and look 1%. at how they stand out. Yeah. They stand out like a sofa. Mm. Oh. I don't know. I just think there's a... Can we pause for a no, if you want to go for a smoke, we'll keep going. Easy, we do that. I want to pee now as well. So. We normally talk about you when you... Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me for one second. <laughs> How was the pizza? <clears throat> yeah, I like it. Do you want a piece? No, I had pasta. I'm good, thank you. Want you want a piece, Mikey? I'm good, no. thanks. How was your pasta? It was quite spicy. I'm a baby when it comes to hot food. Oh, really? So it gives me all the anxiety. What did you have? Pasta? <laughs> it was a prawn and something pasta, but it was quite hot. I hate it. Okay. No. Oh. I think the culture thing is legit, but I do still think everything in life has a cost. Everything. So yeah, at what stage, as a, and we'll wait for John, we'll loop back, but as an individual, if you buy into the culture, it, unless you are 100% aligned to that entire culture, the execution thereof, and, and, and even if it's a one, a half a percent, what does that cost? Mm. What are you compromising for yourself? And are you happy to pay that cost? Maybe not now, but in five years' time. I mean, because yeah, builds up. Eh? Interest builds up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to still take care of the individuals who make up the culture. Yeah. Self care is fucking huge. But it's yeah. also like when you step out of that culture, what happens then? Explain. Like when you leave. Yeah. Or when you go home. No, when you leave, like when you cut it, like when you cut those ties with that culture well, that you've you, become accustomed to. Yeah, if you cut it, then there's probably a reason the culture doesn't resonate with you. Yeah, it doesn't work. Or you've got more money elsewhere. I mean, that's a good option. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's true what you're saying. I mean, now look, I'm going into six years. Mm. Well done now. Jeez. It's crazy, dude. That's no, more. What ready? are they giving you? Do you know? <laughs> Chris is arranging an <laughs> Apple Watch 7. Away. Good. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, mean, I have to like I, I never really thought of this prior to COVID and one of the things I thought of is my time with Wilder my growth where I've gotten to and it's something that and it's sad and it's like it, it, it doubles back to Jerry's question earlier why didn't why didn't you take this time for yourself prior to COVID mm-hmm. I mean why didn't I think of this prior to COVID you were like riding a your own little wave of pride not thinking about the p- bigger picture and who no. else helped you get to where you are mm. and I mean I was very my eyes opened big time during during lockdown and looking at the individuals who work for us and the work they do in mm-hmm. order for us to be who we are sure. as the guides in the company um, and I think linking to your moving on how will you adapt to the other culture in all honesty and and discussions I've had with guests online on safari wherever it may be is it's not found in many places if you mm. look at like the corporate walls and a lot of our guests come out of corporates and 
they don't know this. You know, you go in, you do your shit, and you leave. Type it's a foreign of. concept. Yeah. yeah. And I think for us, if we ever step into something else, move somewhere else, whatever it may be, I think it, finding something that we have in terms of culture and the pride that we have in what we do, I think it is going to be a hell of a task. It's going to be a difficult, difficult, difficult task to find something similar to what we have here. Um, what about the individual? Sorry, I'm, I'm going to... Individual. Again, devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I hear you, and I agree 100%. Corporate people don't understand what we have here. It's all about like, no. If something happens, we've got a WhatsApp group. Judy comes to me to help, I go to her, whatever the case. But there's always that. I'm still curious as to what the cost is. No, no, we spoke about cost last week. Because, and so, so, sorry, so, so for example, Russell Westbrook just joined the LA Lakers. Great player, he's now there. Okay. The perception is that it's him making the Lakers better. And he has. He played a fucking great game this morning. But he does. And that's his goal in order for the great good. He's bought into the Lakers culture. He's not part of that. And he's doing that. What about him? Yes, he's getting a shit ton of money. And and, and. how long can one individual keep on adding to a culture, giving off energy? Because all I'm I'm seeing in my mind is give, 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 culture, Mm. culture, culture. Unless the culture gives back Unless the environment that the culture has created gives back to the individual, something's going to break. Mm. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? That's a good question. No, it definitely is a, a great point. But I also think giving back is, yeah, it's an important thing. It definitely is that the culture refuels and provides and gives. The culture needs to fill your cup, otherwise you're pouring from empty again. That's it, yeah. Um, but I also think regardless as to how much the culture refills you, being like taking... That basketball player, Russell Westbrook, Brody. That dude. <laughs> I don't follow basketball. No, I've got um, you. I've got you. <laughs> um, but thank you. But I mean, he's getting fueled back with a shit ton of money every month, sure. every week, or every game, whatever it may be. <laughs> but he still, will still, as an individual, yeah. You can't with aesthetic things like cash. You can't rely only on that. Mentally, emotionally, you're still gonna. He's away from his wife or his kids. Yeah, you're or still going to break. You're still going to crash. Still going to on fall. the road three games a week around yeah. the country. That's a lot. So yeah, personally, it is. It will definitely impact you, regardless as to how much you get given back. Mm. It's still going to be a big thing. But if we close the loop, I think if you as the individual give everything to the culture, the culture creates this bubble in which we all live. If it's honest and from the heart, and it's a good thing, then it will feed back to the individual, mm. and the individual will get. The upside of that culture, they will get the energy back. Yeah. 100%. Well, the fact that we can't think of any negatives within our culture is a freaking good thing at the moment. I can't think of any cost. The only thing I could probably say is that um, <clears throat> got to find the right word here, but our personal lives are very, I won't say interlinked, but we know about each other's personal lives. Like, you know, I've got two kids, you know, I've got two dogs, like, for instance. Whereas you take a, a corporate environment like the people that you're referring to, G, they go home, their colleagues don't have any idea of how their house looks, where they live, mm. what they, you know. That would maybe it's two only worlds be, that are colliding. Yes, exactly. Whereas within our culture, our worlds are sort of melting into each other. Mm. Personal life and work Yeah. But for me at the moment, that's more of a benefit than what it is a, a con. No, it's true. Especially with like your hand traveling. I know I can phone anyone up in my office and be like, I'm in trouble, my kid is sick, can you come and watch him for half an hour? And 
whoever's on that group is going to be there. Like, but Jono did say you shouldn't bring them to him because they might I didn't make eye contact, contact with Jono. Oh, that's oh, why you looked at me. God, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. With all jokes aside, like Jono lives quite far away. But if I yeah, could sure. say to him, Jono, okay, different scenario. Jono, I've just smashed into someone's car. I need help. Jono's going to help me. He's and we can we can literally pull practical examples around the table now if we want to. Yeah, right? exactly. it's, it's so, a thing. I'm pretty settled and good with my culture where I am at the moment. Yeah. I'm just saying. Hmm. Why are you studying? Why? Jesus. <laughs> what are you studying? I'm studying BA. Okay. I actually wanted to go that route when I left school, G. It was either like towards people, psychology, that sort of line, veterinarian or hospitality. Veterinarian, yeah, no, look. They need like A plus students in that one. So well, that doesn't need bits. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs more bits? <laughs> um, no, then I just went into hospitality and I got stuck there. I just, um, in a good way. Like okay, but what made you want to do it again? Because you gave it up then, you've been working. Yeah. You wake up in the morning and think, hmm, I want to do it. What, what no, was I'm it? not bored of it. It's just like, isn't, isn't life long enough to try new things? Like, and I was speaking to a friend, you know Brett, Brett Hoy from yeah, the yeah, yeah. He's like, jeez. Bravo, what is he, Bravo 9? He was Bravo 9 with us, yeah, and before that he was in the mm. West. He's like, jeez, he misses his old life, like referring to guarding, referring to Medique life and all the socials and stuff like that. And that, that, was, that was a different life, that was a different era. Then we moved into, then for instance, my, from a personal point of view, moved into a family life. And this is my area at the moment. Who says, like, five years from now, I can't move into a self-employment area like all different so life is long enough if if we privilege that way to mm. have different areas and different well, good thank you thanks yeah I mean, your question from earlier that you asked Mike he still hasn't answered it really he's been no, tired he of being a 2022 yeah. yeah what's yours uh, we have to push Mike on that when he gets back he doesn't know an answer he doesn't have one no he's tired of being I think 2020 year is going to be a, a year of revival it's going to be a year of renewal it's going to be a year of um, just refreshing and bringing back ideals, but bringing back um, some sense of normality, I suppose, to a degree. Um, I, I want to, there's relationships that need to be repaired, there's loose ends that need to be tidied up, mm -hmm. there's, there's, um, new people we need to bring in, there's growth that we need to, that we will be getting, um, and there's, you know, there's just a, a renewed sense of optimism, mm. and I think that to me is the most important um, characteristic, or not characteristic, um, um, outlook, outlook, outlook that I can bring into 2022 is one of optimism and one of... Uh, Renewal, one of being refreshed, one of being uh, um, invigorated again, and losing that that dire dark cloud over my over my head. Well, it's the cluster fuck that is the global headspace. Yeah. What are you going to do? Anything specific over December? Because we're coming up to and in South Africa. For those who don't know, South Africa, we take our holidays from like middle of December to middle January. South Africa closes down. Yeah. Are you going to do something specific on a personal level? To prepare for that, or are you just gonna exhale from what's happened and then go from there? I'm gonna 
probably sleep a lot more than I normally do. How can you sleep? <laughs> you sleep all the sleep anyway. I mean, come on. No, <laughs> I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm, I, okay, I'm going down to Cape Town. It's a busy city. Um, it's not necessarily going to be a relaxing holiday. Um, but you take time for you? Definitely, yeah. I'll take time for me. Uh, we've rented a house. It's got a pool. I'll lie by the pool. And sleep. Take eh? a bit of sun. <laughs> doze. No, oh, come on. Drink beer. Yeah. Doze again. <laughs> yeah. But I'm mainly going down there for my dad. You know, oh. I lost my mom um, in February, so he's a bit lonely. He broke mm. his hip. He's recovering oh. from that. Um, so it's just really to take my girls and, yeah. and my darling wife down to down to see my dad and mm. spend time with my dad. So a lot of it will be family. And that, that, that to me is, gives me a sense of um, <clears throat> personal, not satisfaction, but almost. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you find it, oh, open question, do you find it difficult to break the minds? Because if you look at Instagram and going into the holiday, there's always these things of, if you don't work 49 hours a day, you're not going to win. You got to go harder. You got to do this. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Otherwise, your relationship is not going to work. You're not going to win at business or personal life. That is such horseshit. Oh, t- uh, the word I was exactly going to use was horseshit. It, so, so <laughs> but, and then people going, "Got to keep working. I can't put this thing down." I was going to say I was going to ask Lionel to switch Jono's emails off until we get back. Good idea. Not going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> why? I'm, why not? Because I like to be connected. Have I like to know what. Who hasn't emailed me? I like know. I like to know what's going on because I get more anxious if not I don't know knowing. what's going yeah, on. Because yeah, yeah. I start my mind, as I said earlier in the conversation, I've got a properly overactive mind. Oh yeah, I think all of us And are I need to just have. like say to myself that I know what's going on and the, the bits and pieces of the puzzle are in place. So, so, so I know you well. So. Yeah. You see your email. You sometimes read an email on your phone, and this is why December is an important thing. You read something on your email, and you, th- you put your phone down, and you think, oh, fuck, I'm gonna answer that later. Two minutes, pick it up again, read it again, you think. And, and then you answer it anyway. Yeah. So, so what's, so <laughs> <laughs> well, I have this ongoing thing with my wife, and uh, we'll be chatting outside over a glass of wine after work, yeah. and we'll be chatting, and I'll. I've turned off my notification on my WhatsApp I think that was big. emails, yeah. which was big. That's but big. I still, in a way, it was big. But now you're going to go good, and check if there's something. I'm going to go check there's something I missed. <laughs> and I'll be yeah. chatting to her, and I'll get this email that needs a response. And I'm like, because of my culture of service, and I've no. always been in the service industry for the last 35 years, so yeah. it's ingrained in me service levels are important so if there's a mail from a client might not necessarily be aimed at me or I'll be copied in um, but you've I feel get involved. I want to get involved and just say whether it's a camera rental yeah. or whatever it is sure um, we got sorry, you sorry so and so we we understand like we've got you we understand what you got we've got we have got rentals available and we'll get back to you in the next 24 hours yeah. just to know that that client's got that email and they've they've read it and they can see that there's action and my wife will look at me and said are you actually talking to me or and I said I've got to I've got to you know we live in we our customers on different time zones people need us and unfortunately this client needed me while we're having a chat and a Mm. glass of wine (laughs) but but in a funny way your DNA 
by doing that, by answering that person, just saying, hey, listen, John, that's cool, we'll get you back soon, that gives you a sense of peace, but for someone else, it means putting the phone off. It's horses for courses. I can, so that there's works no for I can, There's no ways I can switch off. When was the last time you turned your phone off for more than a week? Never. <laughs> Since I got it, never. Didn't you guys go to Monaco when were, one year? I think it was before cell phones. Before, before cell phones. phones. <laughs> That's when. <laughs> before, yeah, we went to Monaco. Is it a pager? I don't know if you can remember oh pages. God, yes. I had one you when I was like a trainer. You used to have it in your belt. It looked quite uh, no, chicks dig it, funny. Please. Yeah, funny. And it used to go <laughs> beep beep and Thanks. you had to find the office and <laughs> you had to go to the client <laughs> that you were at and ask them if they could use it. There was always a phone at reception. No. And you, there was always a phone available because there weren't cell phones. So you could find the office and say, um, so and so, you're you looking me. for me because there was one beep for this person, two beeps for that person, three beeps for that person. Yeah. So it went beep, beep, beep. Can I please speak to Monique? Yeah. Um, Good old days. And yeah, she would say that the signs are looking for you and they're waiting for their delivery or whatever it was of cardboard boxes I was selling at the time. It was, yeah, it was a crazy world for me. Yes. Very like, different. Do you remember Telex machines? It was like Morse code. What is that? It was like a machine that you used to type a message on and it used to come out in a ribbon <laughs> what? with dots with like holes in that ribbon and that would be that would come out on the other person's um, machine as a message so it was coded wow. depending where the dots were on this ribbon that came out would be the letters wow. and they would get this telex report <laughs> that's insane well, I remember I mean, it's on the it was floor. like yeah you look at like like John said, you have to walk down to reception to get to the phone type thing. I mean, recently now, I, th- I was in a, I was in a deck when I think WhatsApp, all social media shut down yes. because Facebook had some issue. That blackout. Yeah, there was a total social media blackout. You know, I often sit and think, what? Speaking of anxiety and stress, like you always want to be online, you want to check emails, you want to check Instagram messages for whatever it may be, and you always think like, if the if the world has to shut down the internet for a full 24 hour period it will crash this whole world will go in a sense i think it might be worse than covid yeah. i mean it'll yeah, be a, it'll be a stuffer i mean but Facebook. not too long ago like john had just mentioned you had to walk down to reception to make a phone call yeah eh? things have and yeah. and that's the sad thing about and we, yeah. we mentioned this in our previous podcast yeah. is that we we so reliant on let's call it the the quick selfie <laughs> Okay, the, the blue tick <laughs> mentality where people you can Sorry, see what mentality blue tick oh you blue tick me yeah exactly gotcha people like you blue tick me <laughs> or you they call you like i sent you an email four minutes ago it's like everyone it's such a fast-paced life if only we could back track to what was that machine called jono telex telex, telex sure. machine you know what that is no well we just heard about it you know we, i can't relate to it i can't i've never sent a fax in my life believe it or not <laughs> I think I should just go to like some place. You still send faxes, and I just want to do it so I can say I've done it at least once. Yep. But going back to that pace, scan and mail, like that pace of kind of lifestyle, it must have been so bliss because now all of this fast-paced life is now building up, and, and it, yeah. it fuels the stresses and the worries 100%. and the anxieties and because Question. it's always it's there. You know it's there, yeah. and you have a mail, and you know that guest knows you received that mail. It's up at they want Read response now. Yeah, it's such a. I think in those days you were probably a far more organised though, because I mean you had to be more tough. <laughs> no, but you had to say like you would make a phone call. I'm gonna phone you at eleven. Yeah. Okay. At eleven, yeah. or we're gonna meet at 
this and this place yeah. and you're on the telephone and we're going to meet there at these steps of this building and we're going to meet at yes. 10 past 3 yeah. and best you at the steps of I that building at 10.3. 10, 10 yeah. You've yeah. got phone, <laughs> got message. I was like, no, like, where are you? Yeah. Here's my location, send yeah. a pin. Running late. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> running, yeah. running late. Yeah, running late. Exactly. Nothing is running late. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Yes. That's bad. How many times, okay, <laughs> I know your answer to this. Do you, like in the old days, you would finish your phone calls at the office. You'll finish your email. Of, well, yeah. not email. You'd finish writing a document and fax it. When you drive a ho from office to home, that was nothing. You couldn't speak to someone. You couldn't check your email or WhatsApp. No. Do you do it in the car? I hundred percent do. Do I what? You see the front of my car? Yes, I, I have. Do. Yes. <laughs> check an email. Check an Instagram. 100%. Check a WhatsApp. Do you do it in the car? Fuck all the time. Is that was that your question? The, yes. Ah. When I mention the front of my car, I've got a tow bar hole. From a tober hole that I hit a guy the yeah, other day. The guy didn't reverse him. into you, hey? No, no, I drove into him because I was. I can't remember what it was, but this like there was, was like this whole crisis. You know, this whole crisis thing. Yeah. No, yes, it was that guest that we almost needed to medivac. Yes, yeah, we needed to medivac this guest out of the Mara, and I'm getting these WhatsApps, and I'm thinking, what the hell? Next minute, mm. boom! Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Drove into the back of something. Yeah. Fortunately, the tow bar, there was no damage to his car. But Do, so, so, so on, on the iPhone, you all use iPhones, yeah? Yeah. You've got the drive function. If you put the driving thing on, or if, you can, yes. if your car connects, it turns on automatically. So yeah. I thought I'm very clever. I'm going to turn this thing on when I get in my car. It turns on the drive, nothing. Notifications come through. I'm not even at the highway. I turn it off because I want to know what's going on. WhatsApps are coming through, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not even at the highway. I'm oh, checking Instagram, like, oh, let me comment to this, drive with your knees, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad, it's real. Do you drive with your knees? I can, I'm very well actually. I've overtaken someone with my knees. <laughs> 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 okay, on a game reserve, driving with your knees, whole different story in the highway. In one different story. Here's what it is, we do that. Not really, like how are you going to swerve around an elephant with your knees if in a game reserve? Oh, you can. Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. No, it's bad. Uh, do you do New Year's resolutions? No. I, I do, but I, not seriously. I. So you have like a, a quiet moment on the 31st and it's like, I just like, do, every do. year I go, this year's going to be my year. And that's, that's my New Year's resolution. So it's, it's a repeating one? Yeah. It's not like I'm going to lose 5Ks and run a fucking 2020, 2020, that, I'm not sure, not a, no idea why I said that resolution. 2020 is going to be my year. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> 2021? was going to be my year. Did you say it with a little bit more like caution going into the COVID thing? Well, I didn't know in 2020, but 2021, I sure did, yeah. Because yeah. everybody thought COVID was this thing oh, and everybody's like, oh my God, yeah. finally a new year, we can be rid of all. What did you think's going to happen? Three, two, one, happy new year, COVID just gone. Well, that's that's the thing, you know, it started in, what, March in South Africa? Yeah. And popular opinion by July, August, this thing was going to disappear and best we start setting ourselves up for travel plans and have trips out there and mm. blah 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 and I, I, I know my initial thing was the first quarter of 2021 yeah. would be the first time we'd be seeing movement and travel and yeah. I was wrong as well because it's turned out to be more the, the second third quarter mm. um, but for those people that thought travel was going to happen in 2020 Good luck with that. Oh, what, what's your dream. biggest worry for next year? Like in general, personal, office, no. wild eye, whatever. What, what's the biggest concern we have? Individuals and companies. 
divergent views, divergent opinions, yeah. divergent yeah. relationships, uh -huh. divergent um, opinions. Um, I'm not talking like um, within the culture of the company. I'm, you know, I'm talking about um, maybe between leadership, I suppose, to a degree. Um, you know, there's got to be a synergy and there's got to be a convergence yeah. of agreement, acceptance of how we all, um, how our, um, our psyche is and how our, our minds work and what our aspirations are mm. for, for the future. There's, you know, there's got to be a confluence of, yeah. of agreement within, yeah. within all, all members of the, yeah. of the company. I 100% agree. I think the challenge is, so you mentioned, I mean, leadership, uh, goal, the whole thing. All of those are dynamic as well. I think, I think the thing for me is, and, I, and I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think the, the my con, not it's not a concern. It's it's not even a worry. It's a it's an exciting challenge in a way. Is that the way that the world is working is dynamic. Things are changing. Can we take all that we are and be flexible enough and be dynamic enough to change according to the outside world? Because there's internal external locus of control. We can control certain things, but the world's going to give us things. Yeah. Can we, as a collective, do that and be dynamic while still being dynamic? Yeah. That's the quote for this podcast, by the way. That was, that was cool. Dynamic. I had a giggle there because I was like, what more can the world give us? We've been through Jesus, this. It's like Jumanji. Store. Going to the yeah, next so level of Jumanji now. Yeah, he's, there's a meme going around about Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> He's then shouted out for years. Like. Yeah, yeah, they're a bit from last year. Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one, welcome to round two. Oh. Fuck. Oh. Have you watched Squid Games? Not, no, I'm busy finishing you at the moment. Oh, Nearly done with you. you again. Oh my god. You. Which Who, season? Me? No, you. No, no, you, me. No, no you. <laughs> Which season are you on? I'm on season three, episode going on to episode Christ four. Christ alive, do you go out? Do you do anything? I'm. He got pissed off with me last time when I chirped him. Is he single and why is he single? I'm not going to chirp that again this year. He's good. And after that, Squid Games will start. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Because so Squid Games is an interesting thing as well, because yes, it good. taps into yes. human things on a very guttural, raw level. Mm. Greed, trust, betrayal. It, it, it's real. And that that's all the kind of stuff, just going into like end of the year, into next year. It's an interesting approach. What about you, Judy? What are you worried about for next year? Next year. And do you set goals? Answer it all for us, please. All in one go. Yes, please. Do I set goals? I think I stopped setting goals like quite a while back. Why? All, like resolutions. Goals I'll still set. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, yeah, big difference. But resolutions definitely not because I know I'm not going to get there. I don't have the mental discipline to <laughs> achieve them. Well. Um, honest enough. Goals. I've got some goals. Yeah. Maybe take up a little sport hobby again. Hockey. I was speaking to Vicky about boxing. I've never tried that and I'd love to. Yeah. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I'd Do say. a little free round on that. See how that goes. Hockey's a hard one, G, because hockey's at night. So like with my kids, that mm. kind of way, it's, it's a tricky one. Uh, um, yeah, and then some academic goals. And then just to get through the year as smoothly as possible, work-wise. Mike? Mm. Goal-wise? Because you've, you've sidestepped the 2020 question that John asked you this entire last 45 minutes. You said some beautiful things, and I'm sure some of the people at home appreciate that, but you've sidestepped. What did I sidestep? The question of what do you kind of, to, into, moving into 22, what do you see, what are you going? No, I'd answer them then, John, and I've heard it back to Judy about culture. <laughs> oh, it's just his fault. 
Last <laughs> one. Always John as well. No, you see, I mean, I think setting goals to me, it's. Like, people often ask me about how I got to where I am today, working with Wildeye and. Um, not with, for Wildeye. And nothing to me was planned. There were no goals. I didn't sit down and say, well, I, that's where I want to be, that's where I see myself. And I think this doubles back to the whole straight line, strategic bullet points. Um, kind of approach I don't I don't set goals if a new challenge arises I'll tackle it with all I have during during that that tackle if a new one comes in I'll divert and tackle both I don't because to me I feel if, if I said that strategic straight line approach I am gonna crash I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna it's not mm -hmm. gonna work for me you know I need I need Instead of putting it as a goal, it must be objectives. Like, what do I want to achieve? Which is still a goal. Yeah, it's still a goal in a what, sense. What if I give you goal setting versus goal getting? Because setting, everybody, every single person around said, you, all of these people, mm. they set goals. Not many people go and get it. Yeah, that's it. No, I, I'd rather chase the goal getting. Yeah. And how I get there, I, I don't care. I just know I'll get there. So you're flexible enough to do that? Yeah, for sure. But we had this chat in the office the other day, I said you need to set a new goal for yourself. Yeah, but what? did you see how taken aback I was? Why did you say that? Because we were talking about so when Mike had some time off in Kenya when someone fascinated some underwater yes, diving, yeah. what do scuba you call it? Diving. Scuba diving. Okay. <clears throat> I was like, Mike, like that suits you, you look like a total natural. I thought he'd be doing it for years and he hadn't. I was like, why don't you set yourself a new goal and go and get some underwater photography done? Isn't that an amazing goal to well, set? Well, you and I had a conversation when we were hiking on Sunday yeah. about this exact same thing. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. it's not an unachievable goal. It's very realistic. It could, yeah. could easily be achieved. Mike's going to host underwater photographic safaris. Yeah, oh, exactly. Coastlines of the world adventures. Not just series. Fish eye. Fish eye. Mark is back in the game. <laughs> um, and yeah, fuck it. But why were you But again, to me, like that... No, but I'm sure when you say, like, the word goal, yeah. I, don't, I don't resonate to the word goal. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to set a goal. A challenge, I'll get there, but yes. it's not that I'm going to say, okay, bye this year or this this date next year do I want to achieve this no but it's nice to have it in sight and to chase it yeah it's there yeah. but it's not a goal it's, there's no deadline to it in yeah, a sense yeah. um, it's, 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 and it's been there for a long time it will always be there yeah. but right now I can't focus on that because there's other things to focus on I think the, the I need reason... to focus on more important things right now before I can start focusing on that and if I mean it may never happen but if it happens it's, it's going to happen not because I set a goal and I'm going to make that happen It'll just happen. It's like everything. Me sitting here today working with you incredible people isn't because I said, in five years after guiding, do I want to be part of Wilder? It didn't happen. No, true. I just got super lucky. And one of the coolest questions I got asked from Ronnie, he says, do, do, you, consider, <laughs> do you consider yourself good or lucky? And he asked me that question in the beginning of the week. Who's Ronnie? Sorry. So Lucky. Ronnie was a guest with us in the Mara. No, when you guys were there. Luckily good. Yeah, luckily <laughs> good. <laughs> and, and I said lucky first. And then he says, no, that's okay. You can answer me, but just wait. I'll ask you again in a few days. And he asked me right at the end of the week. Well, actually, he didn't ask me. I just mentioned it to him again. And I said good first. And then the second time he asked me, I said lucky. And then when I brought it up again, right at the end of the week, I'd mentioned Lucky. And so much, 
of where I am and why I am and who I am here today is due to luck. See, okay, okay. Look, I, okay, I know, okay. and, and this is... But do you sound like you make your own luck? Wait, wait, wait. No, I don't make my own luck. Well, in a sense you can. I know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, a, it's an over, overused term. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I'd, I'd worked hard to become the guide who I was, yeah. in a sense. I really yeah. worked hard and, and I think a personality thing was a big thing as well. But after meeting you guys at Sabi Sabi, if I wasn't working at Sabi Sabi, if I was on leave... So it's fate as opposed to luck. Do you believe in your destiny like, is controlled by fate and that you don't have a choice in it? Well, no, 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 no. That's super deep, Jerry. Oh, that's where we're going. No, there's choices. There's definitely choices. So did you make, did you take the opportunity that was given to you? Yeah. Or were you lucky? Did you recognize the opportunity? It's not like, it's not like I just fucking, wait, let me, let me dial a random number. Hi, who's this Mike? Hey, listen, bro, you want to come work for us? <laughs> no, no you made, you, we met and you made choices. I made the you choice was given to an opportunity. In, I sat in every single lecture. Yeah, that guess. was your choice. That was a choice. You weren't lucky. No, but I was lucky to have been driving that group. Why? If I was on leave, if I had another group over that period, a private guest who always replaced me. Lucky. There's luck in there. I'm not, think luck about is it. A, I don't know. Think don't about know. it. Just think know. about it. Uh-uh. No, I'm a firm believer everything comes across your path at the right time. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason. And that's kind of luck in a sense. Lack of fortune. Yeah. What about this, God? This can spiral like is, very far is, down. Is, like. is you not want, and not you, anybody, anybody not setting a goal? Why do people set goals? Because they're scared they don't make it. Yeah. It's the, it's, yeah, people failure. are more driven by, the, by not having pain than actually attaining pleasure. Mm. So, so a lot of people who do not set goals for themselves because they're too shit scared to eventually down the line stand, you know what guys, I wanted to do this, I fucked it up, I'm going to start again. We're so scared to verbalize that, yeah. that back, we don't even do a goal from there. We're coming back to Krista's point that she had last week of everyone needs a person in their life. You need you a need person, a person to sort of push you over the boundary. Yeah. Mike, you need to set yourself a challenge. You need that person to push you, otherwise you're not going to grow. Yeah. Not that I tell you walking at it, in my voice. In my voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's only when you need something in the office. But I mean, goals have also got to be realistic. I mean, Definitely. You know, I'm not going to set myself a goal that I'm going to be 54 kilograms by July next year and ride the wind in the, in the Durban July. No, that's just stupid. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, 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 that's just silly. I mean, that's just a, that's a pipe dream that's never happened. That was 60 kilograms down. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to half your weight. No. Oh. The whole goal thing and, I mean, it's because someone asked me that same question, Mike, with luck and everything. It was on a Q&A that I on Instagram. And the thing is, people, I think, the perception from the outside, what is lucky? Def- okay, define that from first. What is lucky? You had you were deep-throating that pizza, bro. <laughs> yes. Good fortune. Um, <laughs> what is lucky? It, it's something that oh. comes across your way that you didn't expect. Yeah. I, I don't know. How do we define lucky? I'm going to check. Can I check? No, define check lucky it. for us. <laughs> Mike's having his pizza. <laughs> was I mean, weird. lucky, in some ways, lucky has got to be, there's got to be an element of grasping opportunity as well as luck. 100%. It's, it's making the choice to or grab it's identify, an opportunity. Identifying an opportunity has got to be closely associated with luck. So, so, so what is this? Why, Julie, if I walk in and I pick up a briefcase over there with nobody belongs to, and there's 49 billion won in there, because that's what they win in Squid Games, I pick that up. Am I lucky to have found that? Yes. Okay, so yeah, it Go. says luck. Your luck. Success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own actions. Hmm. Hope it makes sense, right? Read it again. 
So the noun for luck, success yeah. or failure apparently brought yeah. by chance rather through than one's own actions. Yeah. Yeah. Every decision that you've made got you to solve. You made a choice to get them. Those were actions. Yeah. yeah. You, you wanted to be in that I'm, picture. I'm they, they have said rather than one's actions. Yeah, that's luck. So without your action, that would be luck. Yeah. I so yeah, okay, Mike's right. He, he was lucky to drive your group, right? That wasn't his choice. Okay, but but so so he might have been again. No, no, I'm green. I'm green. He was lucky to get our group to drive, but he took the opportunity that was given to him and he executed against it. Correct. He wasn't lucky to end up at Wild Eye. Yeah, could have gone a whole lot different. Mm. You could have. If he was a cut guy, he wouldn't be here. If he didn't come and chat to me, he wouldn't be here. No. If he didn't sit in, it was his choice to go sit in there. Yes, he was given. He wasn't lucky. No, no. Okay, he wasn't lucky to drive us. He, get, he was given the opportunity to drive us, and he and he used it. And he used it. So okay. So people that are left behind in life, and I'm, and this is not. To who, are you, who are you talking no, about? <laughs> not to offend anybody or not like. But there are certain people, and this is a pet hate of mine. When laziness starts getting involved, mm-hmm. but certain people are more. Oh, she's speaking. <laughs> I want to know, Judy. <laughs> Who are you speaking about? No, I don't have anyone in mind. Certain people are more don't comfortable lie. with just sitting back and waiting for things to happen, right? Fall in their lap, yeah. Fall in their lap. And they will get left behind. If it's at school, in a work environment, wherever, you're going to get left behind if you don't recognize that opportunity mm-hmm. that comes across your yeah. path. You can't just put, hang on luck the whole time. You can't just wait for luck. No, yeah. Isn't it the same people that sit back and wait for something to happen that will look at Mike and say he's lucky. Yes. Because they don't they don't fucking do anything. Well that's what I want to get at. Like some people are just sitting back and not doing much, right? Mike's paid his dues. And a million yeah. times over. That's why he's sitting here today. Mike is excelling. I mean most of our, the guys in our all office, of our guys. Uh, all of our guys are excelling because they've put a lot of hard work into it and they've recognized the opportunities that have come across. But then you'll get in other people outside of our company that just say, Flip, you guys are so lucky. Are they lucky? No they're not lucky. They've worked their own. They don't see the work that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. But I think I I still am a firm believer there's a big luck factor in there. There, Yes, we've made our dues. But I I was lucky that Jerry noticed me. Jerry could have been doing his thing and not noticed me. Yes, I put my my time in. I sat in those lectures. There's still an element. Look at wildlife photography. We mentioned this earlier or in in our previous podcast. I'm a 95% of a good wildlife photograph comes down to luck. If that animal, if that elephant's not going to be doing a backflip for you, then you're not lucky in a sense. You're in the right place at the right time. That's the way we should have worded it. You're in the right place at the right time. But I think the the key factor here is, yes, there's a lot of luck involved, but the key, and it's a minor factor, but the key factor is, do you grasp and take that opportunity? That's it. That's or do you just walk yeah, away yeah, yeah. from it? And well, that's you don't, a, that's well, you a don't very, recognize it. But to me, the, the, the yes, you don't recognize it. Some people don't recognize the, opportunity. The, the, the luck factor, where, like looking at where I sit today, I was the me being a guide on that Walla um, workshop at Sabi Sabi. I was super lucky and having been given that opportunity to drive this group. But me grasping onto that opportunity, noticing, and to me it wasn't it wasn't making every lecture exactly. It wasn't me saying I'm going to sit in, in in every lecture to become a Walla guide. I just wanted to learn. Yeah. But as a knock-on effect and a roll-on effect from that. I'm not sitting where I am today. So I do, I do believe being yeah. in the right place at the right time, being yeah. given this opportunity and being lucky, mm. still outweighs that 
that decision making at the end of the day should I take this or shouldn't I? And I think a lot of people make the mistake in that decision making so process. Say that last sentence again. So I still think the the luck side of things or the opportunity that's been granted or given to me or to any individual outweighs your choice in do I take this opportunity or do I let it slide? Because it's quick. It's like you get all the guides who drove that group that first seminar were super lucky and very fortunate to have given this op- to have been well, given this opportunity. Well, I've spent time with John and myself. I mean, what do you want? Of course. Want? What's, what's not better than that? <laughs> and that was it's a big thing. Mm. But when Jerry had then mentioned there was yet another opportunity given to us, Jerry had said, listen, sit in at every if you want to, yeah. lecture if you want to. As a, as a Sabi Sabi guide, you, were, you had to drive that group because you were allocated there. That was your job. That's your job. You gave us a secondary option, and then this is where your important decision comes into, like, as the individual, do I take it, don't I? But to me, if, if I wasn't driving that group, which was like the deciding factor, I would never have got offered that opportunity. But still, you executed against it. Yeah. But it's a bit of both. I still think the, the lack's not outweighs it, but that's just my I opinion. Ju- I just don't like the idea that my destiny is pre-planned mm. and that I get lucky. People look at us and say, oh, you're so lucky to be working for Wild Eye. No, you dick. Yeah. Fucking grinded for 11 years mm. to make it to where it is today. It's not lucky. It was a choice. Yeah. There are, And again, I'm, I'm with you. There are instances where opportunities might present themselves where serendipity comes in. Yeah. Like... I'm going to drop my phone, someone picks it up, I see they've got a new Apple Watch 7 because Chris is going to get me one. And, and, me. <coughs> and then suddenly things happen from there. And you're looking at it. Now do you ask, okay? Um, yeah, I'll have another one, please. One of those. Oh, okay. Let, let's... So what is this? So here's What's the happening? First point. Okay, so when, that was like um, a really long, awkward silence. Sorry, sorry no, everyone. I passed my phone <laughs> There's to been messages. because What's he happened? got a message from a guest on my Instagram. Read there quickly. So hi, Judy. Hoping it's not too late for a podcast episode of, of Anxiety Part 2. Got another thing that you guys can mention. Substance use and abuse to deal pandemic reality and how it can affect people post. So substance use and abuse. That's a big thing. Mm. Okay. Did you take more tablets during lockdown than you normally did? Of any kind? Negative. I, I did feed, I'll, I'll be honest, I did feed my kids more medicine. <laughs> <laughs> you knocked them out. <laughs> it was all shelf-based medication. Yeah. I did. I started taking more yeah. tabs. I think the, the running was my drug, mm. in a sense. I never trained as much as we did in lockdown. We, I remember, we were home. chatting about that on Saturday, Sunday as well. Yeah. But I think I could feel like I'm going to go mental if I don't do something. And for some flippin' weird reason... Absolutely, I, told myself, I think right. that there was so, there's so many people that are um, for myself that took more drugs, that drank more alcohol, that smoked more cigarettes, that took other Substances, recreational yeah. stuff. Guaranteed, there there was a there was an analysis throughout the world population. There would be a positive on uh, on people taking more anti-anxiety drugs, anti-depression drugs, uh, alcohol to escape from reality, maybe other drugs to escape from reality, I don't know, there must have been 
So, and there Alexander... must have been research done on that, and there must, I don't know. But, but on, sorry, just before you get there, yeah. the interesting, so Urbanol yeah. is, is it a scheduled drug? Do you get it over the counter? Mm. Uh, it's, it's prescription. It's, it's prescription. scheduled, yeah. What is the one, there's another one that you can buy over there, it's a green box, like an antidepressant, anti-anxiety, chill pill type thing. Because Rescue. You, uh, Rescue's no. the one, but there's another one. I don't know. Um, calm, calm I'll go for the, I'll go for the real calm. stuff. No, that's for no, no, we'll calm it. Yeah, calm, all, all of those things. Yeah. Dischem, which for those international people, it's a, it's a pharmacy chain. They were sold out of that shit from the moment level four started. No ways. They were sold out. You couldn't find those antidepressants and the, the, the small, not what you and I take, John, that's a whole different story. But <laughs> you, you couldn't find those. They were sold out because people don't have coping mechanisms. What do you do? You take a fucking tablet. Yeah. And that's Alexander's question now. Is there like is there post effect on that? People took medications and stuff now during lockdown or substance Gary abuse, Pete. alcohol. Yeah. Uh, they have to wean themselves off. Yeah, exactly. I, I think your body automatically creates endorphins. I think that's the right word. Even post, it's like almost like post tra- traumatic, traumatic stress, stress yeah, yeah. disorder. Yeah. You know, you've gone through a really traumatic, um, and your body creates chemicals, mm. your brain creates chemicals, 100%. even after the, the the stress or the, the tragedy or whatever it may be, yeah. which ensure, which means that you've got to still keep on taking that medication, even though the event is over, yeah. you've got to yeah. keep on taking that medication because your body yeah. automatically creates that that chemical that affects your psyche. Yeah. People think they can just stop the tablet. I mean, if you're on something like Wellbutrin, you, you can't, and you go from 50 to 100 grams, whatever the case is, milligrams, fucking hell, you'll kill a horse. No, milligrams. <laughs> but you can't just stop. You have to then wean it back down because of exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So I think what, what Alexander is saying, there's going to be, for quite some time, people yeah. who kind of weaning themselves off. Yeah. Post-term effects, yeah. His other question, or the other point that he that he raised or commented on when we were doing our posts on Instagram, was he... Um, he mentioned the fact about people just bringing up arguments for no reason. So that was like a, a very negative co- coping mechanism almost, like getting into arguments with people for no reason. Because you've got emotional stress and you yes. feel you need to vent at something or someone, and go and train, go and hit a fucking boxing bag, yeah. but now you vent, and that's where road rage and shit happens. Mm. Because now suddenly I've got all of the shit inside, it's my stuff. Mm. It's not yours, Judy, but I'm going to take it out on you. Yeah, we well, are speaking about headspace. Mm. And I had, a, I had a question about headspace on a recent safari, and like we had asked John earlier what, what's he going to do over December and is he going to find time for himself what is that self time what is that headspace and that release and that escape and to me like prior to running it was literally only time on a motorcycle that's where I could release like traveling at 300 k's an hour you can't think about anything else than that tunnel vision make sure nothing am I going to get lucky <laughs> yeah, you're not going to plow into anything type thing and then running started and it's such a like the first two k's all you can think about why the hell am i doing this this sucks it hurts i can't breathe and you get past that 3k mark and it's it's bliss and you start enjoying that experience and you, you can't you, your your mind is free and we were speaking about it on the hike as well you find that headspace on that hike where you immerse in nature you don't look at your phone and you're just out there walking being, being. free being being present connecting with yourself and it's such a vital thing and I I don't like with that question Alexander's question about did you take like to me the running was 
was a drug to me. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was a it was a horrible drug because it sucked. I really I couldn't breathe the next day. I couldn't feel my legs. It was horrible. And you get to a point where, but but, but it's in an a escape. funny way, it's amazing. How many? Sorry, how, no. I'm going to ask a question. Sorry, Judy. No, no, go for it. But how many people put on this brave face, but internally? They, they wanted to explode. 100%. But their controllers, mindsets, said to them, I can't, con- I can't lose it. I'm not it. allowed to lose it. Yeah, but I'm not allowed to show deep weakness. Down, deep down, they were bursting. They were busting. They were... A lot. A lot. Big. A big, big majority. A lot more than we realize. I think so too. And yeah. I, especially people in, in leadership roles, like in, in big companies and stuff like that. I mean, they were putting on brave faces for the employees. No, it's okay. We're not going to retrench. You know, it's okay. We're going to get over this. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, deep, like deep down inside, they must have been freaking Cracking burning up. Yeah. How can they not? Yes. But, but it comes back as well. There's, there's a stigma against, if you're in a power position, there's a stigma that you've got to keep your shit together yeah. always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a stigma about, I'm not allowed to say, John and Mike, we as men, we're not allowed to say, I'm having a fucking bad day. I'm anxious. I'm going to just stay yeah. at home. Give me my space. I'm not allowed to say that because society yeah. will think, are you weak? Yeah. What's wrong? I can remember there was a... So I have to pee again. Can I just... Have you guys gone to the bathroom? Yeah, we have. The floor has been polished that if you stand peeing, your legs like slide out. I've felt it. Anyway. And I walked back and I was like, back sliding. You stand your legs open. Anyway, carry on. Sit. What was that? Yeah, so I can remember like putting out a video... And I had to do like, it's still in lockdown and I want to do a video to all the, <coughs> all the staff, Kenya and South Africa. Oh, I remember that. And I'm, I'm, I must have had like 20 tax. Okay, I'm not great talking on camera. We know this. Um, but I must have done about 20 takes on this video that I, I shot on my, oh, well, I took on my computer because I didn't know whether I was being truthful and it was about everybody must relax and we're going to keep the jobs and we're going to like keep everybody safe and we're going to keep make sure we don't retrench and we're going to we're not going to do this and we're not going to do that and we're going to do this and we're going to do that but the reason being that i don't know if i at the time i don't know if i i didn't know if i was being truthful yeah, was that because uncertainty I, because yeah. i didn't know what the yeah. i didn't know what the end game was you know yeah. definitely the end game could have been cheers good night nurse but yeah it's true, and I think that's. A, but it was not being, being able to be real, and not being able to be truthful. Because I mean, obviously, being well, truthful because we're going to do everything we could, and to get as through, a yeah. God, that we had a mask. I mean, like masks, in our last episode, we spoke of uncertainty, and I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. It's like COVID, everyone's been affected, but I think the biggest thing is the. It's not the virus itself. It's it's not going to end, and we we. we it's going to be a part of who we are today. It's that uncertainty, not knowing when will things calm down, when will things be normal. And I think that links to what you had mentioned, John. Is like, yes, we're going to try our best, but how long can we try our best? And we were just fortunate that the crazy mess of it all didn't last as long. And we could get through this. And yeah. We all united and stood together yeah. and we pushed and powered through. Yeah. And we find ourselves in a good space today. But... I can re- I can understand why you said like you, you did 20 takes because you didn't feel truthful or didn't feel truthful because you you don't really know it's like so yes we'll get through this but how long is this how long is it I feel like I've missed like a whole chapter here it's been a good chapter <laughs> no Jono was it's saying about when he um, 
when we just started going into lockdown and stuff, and he had to send out that video to all of us as well as the Kenyan staff. Sure, sure, sure. Reassurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how many takes he had to do huh? to actually get to look the message across and yeah. be be genuine and be authentic yeah. because I didn't really know. I didn't believe. Well, not that I didn't believe. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what next month, the month after, mm. six months' time, a year's time, I didn't know no. what that was going to be. No. And yet we are still, yeah, there are some companies that are not, so we should be grateful, I suppose. Mm. Oh, so are we lucky or do we work for it? <laughs> we're not going into the lucky thing again. <laughs> <laughs> no. What would be your recommendation to people that suffer from anxiety, mm. suffer from depression? Yeah. Suffer from uh, um, being down. What would be your advice to them? I mean, as a, I think would it be a medical? I mean, because <coughs> yeah. Chris, Chris, I said it last week as well. The first thing, and it makes sense, is find a person, whether it's a, th- a psychologist, a friend, a pen pal, anything. But the moment you start verbalizing something, mm-hmm. it becomes real in your mind because when we stay in the dark corners of our mind and you start bouncing this tennis ball in between your head the moment you verbalize it you talk about it yeah. come into the office if you're feeling depressed or anxious go to someone who you trust it, it doesn't have to be management it doesn't have to be you or me yeah. go to go to Zander and say listen dude I'm just going to sit over there and do my thing but you have to verbalize the thing for it to become real you can't yes. deal with something if it's not real yeah. it's very real to you but it's not real to the outside world. So yeah. the moment you verbalize, find a person to talk about it, yeah. and then it's one of two things. I mean, and, and it's making it simple, but either go quiet in your mind. I can't. Don't make me listen to a meditation app because my mind fucks me up. Or get busy doing something. But the first thing would be to verbalize it. Make it real. Because when you say something, it's very real. Yeah. When you keep it in your mind, it's not real. That would be the first thing. <coughs> my first thing to is... Say to people, don't ignore it. Not 100%. No, but that's what, when you, you, when you say it, it's real. You, it's a thing. If you ignore it and hope it goes away, it's just going to exacerbate. It's not going to go away. It's, gonna, it's never going to go away. So my mm. advice to people would be to address it. Mm. And whatever coping mechanism, whether it be exercise, medication, sure. psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever it may be, mm. pen pals, whatever it is, yeah. address it and yeah. find your outlet mm. that, that gets you away from find that... That, that dreaded, yeah. that feeling of dread. And I think what's also very important is to understand, and this is mental health as a global, anxiety, depression, we can go down all the things. You cannot and probably will never cure it. You can manage it. Oh. People think they want to get rid of their anxiety. Good luck, and can happen. It's always going to be a part of you because that's how we wire. Yeah. I mean, impalas are so fucking anxious, they never stop because they're going to die any day. So that, that it's, it's part of them. And in that ecosystem, it makes the strongest survive because those stress hormones means healthier genes and in that situation, we cannot get rid of it. We cannot get rid of anxiety. You're not gonna just take a pill and speak to Judy and now it's gone, but you can manage it. I think the moment people realize that, you're not gonna get rid of it ever, but you can manage it and still lead a phenomenal fucking life. You're not gonna get rid of it. You can't cure it. It's a management thing rather than get rid of things. And it's all around us. Just- it's yeah. Coming it's a, back to that stigma and again. Look, look, if we reverse two years before COVID yeah. and you and we had to do this, speak about anxiety, 
Most people wouldn't know what the fuck we're talking about. No, and you wouldn't talk about like, it. What, why would why why would you want to do this? Mm. It's suddenly been forced on us because some someone ate a bad sandwich in China. Now suddenly we're here. Now it's real. And maybe if we look at the silver lining, maybe it's a good thing. We're paying attention to stuff we should have a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this mic. Last word from you. Go. Put the glass down. Do it. Yeah. Put the glass down. Speak about it. Is that all you have for us? Yeah. Be open. Good. Yeah, true. It's just get rid of what's in that glass. The glass will always be in your hand, as you'd mentioned, but if you're just going to... It's a good analogy. Yeah, if you just get, keep that glass, if you keep topping it up, it's going to overflow and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. So mm. if you can empty that glass and, and speak about it and... And fill it with what you want. Exactly. Put the glass down. That's what I'll leave it with. Judy. Jeez, I don't know how to top that mic, eh? <laughs> No, I think just so all of our closing arguments. <laughs> no, just all sense. Mic drop. <laughs> mic drop, um, get it? You see what you did? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mic drop the mic. No, you know what? You just did like, just a sidetrack. Yesterday, you asked me to print out something. And um, what I printed out, there was an illustration mm. about taking yourself out of the situation, yep. elevating yourself, and looking at it from a different angle. Like, like a helicopter view. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. Well, geez, how do you remember shit like that? Anyway, whatever. And. Um, that really resonated with me yesterday. So I think, so yeah, just firstly acknowledge what we have going on. Pull yourself back, helicopter view, let's look at a different angle and um, reassess the situation, yeah. Yeah. I would say, don't ignore your mind. Don't ignore your body. Don't ignore your emotions. Take control, however which way that will, however which way and what action you take, mm. that will control that, all those emotions. Mm. Don't ignore it. Most people do, unfortunately, hey? Yeah. Okay, so the thing that Judy was talking about, the print, is, I'm lost for the name now, but someone who listened to our previous podcast sent me that. It's a 12-step, not, not, it's not a step, it's not a program, but it's 12 reminders on mental health to, in daily life, kind of help you out. It's very basic and simple, but if anybody who's listening to this wants it, drop me an email and I will send it to you. I'm going to put all of our emails in the description to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. If you want to get hold of any of us, you can get the emails down there. But um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is realize you can't cure it, but can you manage it? Biggest thing. Guys, it's been real. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. See you in the next one. Nice chatting to you all. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, right, so there it is. Uh, great conversation, great people all around. And I thought as well, just while I was editing this particular episode, that I think I should make it a once a week thing, right? Because in the next episode from here, I'd speak to to, to, to Matt Yardley, Luke Street, and Michael Applesamy, along with Michael Laubscher, um, some of our new guides. And it's just, again, a conversation around a table. And then I'm also planning to speak to Tanya uh, Tanya's not in tomorrow. No, I lie. I'm going to speak to Judy and Lara and Zander, who makes up our office team, and just to talk. I think it's great for you guys to get to know the people, and hopefully we can give you some entertainment or value along the way as well. Anyway, uh, for now, if you have any questions on anything that you heard in this podcast, or you want to share your comments or questions, or if you want to arrange a Zoom just to talk, then let me know. You can find me on all the social media channels, Jerry Van and my email, G-E-R-R-Y at wildeye.co.za. You can find all of those in the description to this podcast as well. As always, guys, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you for lending me your ears, and I will chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one.